Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of the Weekly DLC. I'm one of your hosts, Karosh. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel Vargas. Hey, guys. And Daniel Jang. Hello. And what we do is we come to you every Monday on all the podcasting services, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, you name it, we do it. All of the things. And all the things. And uh, we bring you our podcast, which we sit at a table every week. We each pick a topic. We have a fun discussion about it. Usually it's nerdy news. Sometimes it's a little bit more topical. Sometimes it's a little bit more conceptual. How you guys been? Sick. Yeah. Tired. <laughs> Sick and tired. Sick and tired of this shit. You, you don't like this podcast? I'm tired of this shit. I knew this day was coming. <laughs> I knew it. What? No. Can no. I change? Is there anything I can do? You can't change. You're it's you. It's not me. It's you. It's me. Just tell me it's you. It's me being it's sick. It's you. I knew it was you. <laughs> How, it's not you. It's me. Are you okay? Your voice sounds no. like, I mean, you're hanging in there. I, yeah, I got that sexier deep voice, probably. Ooh. I can't really tell. I'm fucking... My ooh, ears are clogged. Ooh. I can't really. <laughs> no, it, uh, when did it start? It started on Sunday. I went to eat sushi on Saturday. Um, delicious, delicious su- sushi. If you guys are ever in LA... Sugarfish? Sugarfish. You guys got to check that Sugarfish. place out. Delicious. Um... And we're perfectly fine. Woke up Sunday, like dead. Wait, just completely. You know when food is delicious? Is when you start eating it and start dancing. That's when food's delicious. (laughs) No, (laughs) when food's. So, my experience with delicious food is I will be talking shit because someone will be like, this is so delicious. I'm like, there's no way this is going to be really good. There's just absolutely no. It's just food is food. Like, it can't be this good. And as I'm talking shit, I'll take a bite out of whatever food they're talking about and I'll just shut up. I'll just (laughs) shut up and enjoy the food. It's happened twice. It happened with, well, like the first time my friend, they were talking about a um, apple pie, okay, apple pie with ice cream. Ooh. And, you know, we were, we were eating at the restaurant and they're like, we got to get the apple pie after this. And they're talking about how good it is. I'm like, there's no, there's no way. Like it, apple pie just can't be that good. It's there's just, a, there's a cap to, to the flavor of yeah, something. It's just, you're going to, I've had, <laughs> I've eaten multiple foods. Like I've not had something this good. It can't be. And as I'm talking, I just <laughs> shut up and I put it in my mouth. I'm like, this is delicious. <laughs> and then sushi, uh, sugar fish is another one. Like we'll be talking. Cause I always hang out with a friend and as I take the first bite and I just, Kind of just stop, pause for a second, enjoy it, and then I continue talking. I think okay. you forgot one more incident, too. Faux gras. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of faux gras. That's the joke. It's a one. really expensive ass restaurant. Animals. We've always wanted to try it. <laughs> well, what style? Huh? What style? It's 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 it's, it's like new American, but it's every day. It's a different menu. Like it's just whatever they can get in that day, and they'll they'll make it. And faux gras is essentially duck liver, I believe, but. They, it's it's really bad. They they stuff the duck until it dies. It like, it's like a it's a very fat piece of liver. Force feed it, the duck. Yeah, but knowing Fuck. that when I ate it, I was gross, super grossed out. But I couldn't. But you were quiet. <laughs> I was trying not to throw up, man. Your body's confused. Yeah. It wasn't. It's not good to me. Like even the flavor isn't good to me. I just my body completely rejects it. I would never oh, eat that again. Okay. We got it because I, I we had gotten food and we were like we can get a little more maybe. And we asked again. He's like, "Faux gras, get faux gras." I'm like, "All right, if you suggest it, never again." Never again. Restaurant that's called Animal. Animal. Highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> completely <laughs> hidden. Pork sliders. Yeah, that was highly delicious. recommend the pork sliders. But it's, it's so small, dude. It's yeah. like two kid meal burgers. Like oh, not even kid meal. One like of those two... types of fancy ones. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Mm. <clears throat> so what, what you guys been up to while you're sick, while you're tired? 
Just Mass worked, stream. probably. <laughs> Working stream. Yeah. Just always work. Got to make that money to survive. You playing anything? Mm. Reading anything? Watching anything? Going to play Uncharted 2. Crushing. And then... Uh, Beat it in a day? Beat it in a day, probably. Whereas Jangan's going to take up a year? <laughs> a week. A week. A week. Sorry. Yeah. So you, you're right now in between games? Um, no. So I, I finished playing um, New Order. Wolfenstein. New oh, Order. yeah. Oh. Uh, really fun game. Love I'm not going to try any achievements. Screw that. That I was one of the easier ones, but yeah, I can... Boss fight. It, I was like, I'm not going to do this at a hard difficulty. That fucking boss fight. <laughs> and then there's... Um, Right now, scene cell is going on right now, it guys. Just started so, as of the day of this recording, doesn't Monday? No, it goes on for weeks. It's a couple of weeks. Yeah. So as of this Monday, it'll still be there. So check it out, guys. But um, Hollow Knight today, specifically yeah. on Thursday, and I wanted to buy it. It's ten bucks, and I completely forgot. I got home, meant to log in, buy that really quickly, and then come here, and I forgot to log in. And buy well, it. You're gonna come here, do this, go home, do that, and it's completely yeah. gone forever. <laughs> yep, like, they, today's <laughs> the only day for that. So man, can you gonna, believe? Imagine if Steam was like, we only have limited supply of downloads. Oh my god! <laughs> things walk, work it's that like, way. How is it limited for downloads? You son the of internet bitches. would shit itself. <laughs> so Hollow Knight is one I saw, and I'm holding off until it comes out on the Switch. I feel like that'd be a perfect yeah, handheld Switch actually. game. They no, like, they've said they're coming, but it's just gonna be. Um, it's funny for main like AAA games. I generally don't ever rebuy anything. For indie games, I tend to rebuy it a lot. I'll buy it on the 3DS. I have Shovel Knight on the 3DS. Ooh. I have Shovel Knight on my PS4. On your phone. And I have Shovel Knight, no. And I have Shovel Knight on the uh, PC. Okay. I'm on a Model Three. I. There's one game that I yeah uh, I was just blanking on it. Um, Axiom Verge. That one came out on the Vita, and it's cross-play on the PS4, and it's very Metroid-style. It was one gentleman that made the game by himself, and I think then he got support later. And they just announced that it's coming to, I believe, the Switch. But if you get the physical—oh, the physical copy is going to be coming to the Switch. No, but it's coming digital and physical. The physical copy, if you get it at stores, yeah. it comes with a documentary of him making and the struggles he went through to make the film. Yeah, sure. or not the film, the game. Mm-hmm. And that really interested me because I like these stories of like Stardew Valley. It was just one guy working for like five to seven years mm-hmm. on a game. Hearing about that, like you, you see the struggles AAA developers have, like mm-hmm. Mass Effect and all that Bioware has, and then you see an individual take on the task. Obviously, on a different scale, games are all different sizes, but still daunting. Yeah, yeah. like it's insane. Like, I'm very, I'm very, I want to support him in that sense. And the game was good. The music is fantastic, and I feel like that'd be like a nice bundle. Like, I feel like I'm getting my money's worth for sure. So. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Dead Cells is one you should check out. My brother, so I saw it. It looks fantastic. My brother bought it on, it's on early access right now on Steam, and I think it's on sale with the Steam sale. Mm-hmm. He fell in love with the fucking game. Like, That's it looks so good, and it's early, only in early access right now. Is it like a, it, like genre maybe? It's um, a side-scroller. Okay. It has elements of, like, Metroidvania, okay. but it also has a bit of the difficulty um, akin to, like, a Dark Souls. Oh, shit. I'm and it does like the parry <laughs> roll stuff, but the look of it is what sold me. The game I'm waiting for, I've backed it on Kickstarter, is called Time Spinners. Time Spinners. Um, that sounds it's fidget spinner? <laughs> no, Sequels to fidget spinners. It's been, I think, four, five years, honestly, since I backed it. It's Holy been a shit. while, dude. Man. Um, but yeah. luckily, this guy, so normally they'll stop giving you updates, they'll stop sure. this. I mean, this guy, these, I don't know if it's a group of guys, to be honest with you, but they stream every. Tuesdays or Thursday nights. Okay. 
they're like, constantly active and they're constantly sending uh, updates like, hey, you know, this is all the new That's features cool. we have. Um, it seems like it might be towards the end of this year, but awesome. I, it could, I could be completely wrong. It might be next year, but Time Spinners cool. is a game I'm looking forward to. Um, what's it called? There was one game. Oh, you mentioned uh, Kickstarters. I've backed the only game that I backed that it's st- it's been like four years, and I guarantee Bloodstained. It's okay. from the crea- the original one of the original developers of the founder something someone who was greatly involved with Castlevania, mm-hmm. and he left because Konami was very and he's still dealing with trying to make this game w- without crossing with Konami. It's sort of to the same level that the guy that made Mighty Number no. Nine wanted to make mm-hmm. a Mega Man game, but mm-hmm. on his own. But his has been promising. The one thing, one of the main things he's had to change is the art style is not the traditional 8-bit or 16-bit right. because it's very difficult to recreate that in, in time-consuming. Yeah, it's just time-consuming. So, yeah. But it was at E3 being demoed, so I was like, that means it's coming. But I keep getting all these emails, and I just mark them because I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, you're telling me things I don't, I just want to see the game come yeah, out now. Just and tell me what it's the system I got it for, I'm like, I kind of don't want it on PS3 anymore. I, I oh, want yeah. it on, like, Vita or even That's Switch funny. if I can, but we'll see. Um, for me, I fi- uh, F- Fargo finished nice. the season three, and it was one of the, it wasn't the best season, but I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just how good the seasons have been. Mm-hmm. The second one was by far my favorite. The first one was great. This one started too slow. I don't know. It took half the season. It's like ten episode season. It took half of it to really get me into the like intensity of it. Yeah. Um, and get to get the ball rolling. But once it got rolling, I was like all in. <laughs> um, the guy they have as one of the antagonists is uh, Professor Lupin. Um, he was also recently. He played a small role in the Wonder Woman movie. Mm. He was like the British oh, yeah. guy with the mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, He's been in other movies, but he's like a British actor. He played a role that I, I can never look at him the same way. Like I always looked at him as like a, oh, you're chill. I mean, you know Professor Lupin and the, as far as you've read, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Lupin I know, <laughs> or that the actor p- plays him. And I was like... Yeah, you're just a chill dude, you know, whatever. And I see him in this, and his teeth are nasty. <laughs> he's sitting at one point on a toilet, clothed, like not taking a shit or anything, and he's just spoonful of ice cream from the from the bucket, but his teeth are nasty, so he's like gumming it almost. Oh. And then he gets up, he like sprays his mouth, and then he vomits. And he sprays again, and he's just always got, and he's picking his teeth with like a metal pick. He just oozes disgusting, but at the same time, he's very scheming and like a he'll corner you into and until he's picked you off little by little, sort of personalized. I'm like, like his teeth, it's eerie. <laughs> um, we'll finish that. Finished American Gods. Um, you, you did that in like one night almost. I, I, <laughs> I had watched like the first two episodes like re- regularly, and then I was like, man, I'm, I'm behind, and I wanted to finish it so I could cancel stars right when I finished it. And it was this past weekend was the finale. And I was like, all right, this weekend, I'm just going to power through it. (laughs) And I highly recommend if you're interested in the show, read the book. Mm -hmm. It's a great book. Audiobook is, I would, if you're interested in those, there's a version of it where each of the actors are uh, different voice actors. And they have all the the unique voices for them. And it's really good. The show is now, I thought it'd be like a one season, two season thing, I can see now how they're going to milk it for a couple more seasons because yeah. it's just one book that they're adapting. Or they're, they're, all there is is one book. So um, there's that. And then what else is there? Fargo. On the game side, I beat Dishonored. 
I mentioned that. I've, I was kind of in between games. I've been Oh, no, ARMS came out. That's what happened. Oh, that's right. I've seen you posting on Twitter. Oh, man, I love this game. <laughs> You've been beating people left and right. You're I've that, been getting my ass beat, you're too. You're that mummy guy. <laughs> the mummy guy. So I've Zangief. noticed. Yeah, he's the Zangief. Zangief. I love Zangief. And I was like, I, I want to learn how to be good with this guy. It's frustrating learning how to be good with him because he's so slow. And I know if I learn the timing well, but I already have a hard time learning the timing of like dodges and timing my punches. Mm -hmm. It's just more frustrating with the mummy. But when I do land hits, they hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> so I've, I just, uh, you have to like beat the story mode on level four difficulty and there's seven levels of difficulty. And I beat it and it took a lot of time because I don't know how people beat level seven difficulty on the story. They like the the computers are programmed to just like he played this. Let's minimize our delay and immediately react with the obvious counter. And I'm like, on four, I'm frustrated. I'm trying to beat it, but it's got a nice charm to it. Like it's really I don't know. I, I it's very easy to just like I'm gonna do a quick match. All right, I'm gonna bounce. Esport worthy. Maybe someday. <laughs> we'll I, I think it's more waiting to the point of what is esports going to be. Because gotcha. you see, we've talked about it in the past. You see all these companies where it's like company sponsored, company not sponsored. Like Super, Super Smash Bros. Nintendo has gone on record lately. Hungry, like one of the big competitors, Hungrybox, called out Nintendo. He's like, we need support because you have a diehard community here. And... You're letting people want to like this is their livelihoods that they want to make, and you're not supporting that as part of your community. And Nintendo's very like we we want to have a very grassroots approach. We want the community to drive where the competition is mm -hmm. and how it's approached, which understandable. But there's pros and cons to both sides of that and yeah. perspectives to it. Whereas you see other uh, franchises like I would say Capcom, they have a facilitated like Capcom Cup, mm -hmm. and they go they have like rankings that they constantly are are pushing and mm -hmm. there's off seasons i think and they have they have like spots on like sp sports channels i think yeah. um so yeah depending on how the game builds the community and that maybe on how nintendo holds gotcha. it they held a tournament at e3 so i don't know what that means but played that and i'm jumping into the dishonored dlc right now and i want to finish it so that i want before i jump into dishonored 2 i want to do i want to go back and finish near Automata. Okay. I feel like if I don't finish it now, I'll never finish so, it. So for Nier Automata, I had a friend who um, beat it um, multiple times. Yeah, that's there's like a real ending. There's I think you have to play it a total of s three times. I think four to five. Yeah, I, that's but, closer. But I it's say the seven, first but two, from what I know, are this almost the the full length of the game. After that, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. It's not like oh, it's that the same amount of time I've put in the last but, two times. The real ending, I, I don't know if this is the real ending, because sure. he told me, like, after he did everything, this is the ending. Mm. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's That's really cool hearing. for a game like this. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. I'm like, what is it? But like, it, it just... depends <laughs> I know. how you look at a game. So. Sure. But I thought it was really cool. I want to experience it, because I feel like thus far, the experience, I like, I heard people tell me things about it, like, you're going to be facing babies and all this shit. Like baby robot weird, you know existentialism. But when I play it, it feels like you're immersed in it. Is it crazier than Bioshock's ending? First one. I think. Well, it's, not the ending, the twist. I think it's crazier because of things you have to do, as opposed to the way I think Bioshock is really good. I just think this one's crazier because of the actions that you have to take. It, yeah. From what I understand, between the two, I don't know all <laughs> of the Bioshock lore and stuff, but. And I obviously don't know all of the near Automata, but 
knowing what I know of the two and how they're and knowing what I know of Nier and they're just the way the game approaches. It seems like Bioshock is more of a linear approach to a gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's like go to one level, go to another level, go to another level, more traditional. While within that, there might be story element twists and turns. Mm-hmm. I feel like from what I'm getting out of Nier so far, it's more meta. Like, oh no, Bioshock. That twist is super meta. Really? It's okay. A, it's a meta maybe about, maybe I'm underestimating well, it. Then. Not spoiling. It's a meta about playing video games. Okay. What is? Uh, okay. I want to get into it. It's I want to. I, I, well, I want to. It's on my queue to to play the remastered <laughs> ones because that was like this is an opportunity to go through them. But I'll get to them. I'll make sure to bring it up. And I see you're those. wearing your Destiny shirt. Yeah. Waiting man. for Destiny two. Destiny two. Aren't Aren't you waiting for it, Marcus? I'm waiting for it. Aren't you waiting for we'll it, Jake? Aren't you waiting for it, Jake? I'll play for the beta. <laughs> Are you? I'll play the beta. We'll see. It's on record, people. He will play the beta. What's funny too is with us, we don't know. There's another first person shooter coming out. The um, uh, lock. Gra- Lawbreakers. Oh. oh, yeah, the beta's coming out. And I mean, I know Cliff Belinsky is trying to make this into a uh, uh, better than Overwatch, like a like a, it's the next competitive game. Damn, that's some big words. I, did he say that though? I mean, he didn't say it, but I he, there's you know people comment like Overwatch is still there, and he'll be like he'll make a comment like heh, like good jo- <laughs> like he doesn't say I, good I joke, but he's like that, heh, I think it's know? good to have that attitude as a creator because you like you don't want to underestimate undersell yourself you got to believe in your stuff and mm-hmm. i feel like the way from what i've seen his interviews for this game so cliff Bazinski was the creator lead of uh gears of war correct gears of mm-hmm. war yeah and uh he did jack jack rabbit or something mm-hmm. like that, or? yeah and with lawbreakers i remember he said something is like it's a 20 dollar game it's pure multiplayer we're not going to overcharge you we know what we're giving you it's going to be quality and we want to charge you the appropriate amount we don't want to charge you for a full price game when it's just a multiplayer like you're not and mm-hmm. you could argue what is the correct pricing of games, and yeah. that, that's an argument of itself. But I feel like his sensibility of knowing consumers and knowing that, like, what, what they see, what they value, what they don't value, and while still giving you a quality product. Like, it seems like with Gears, he had a good sense of, like, how to give consumers what they wanted with a, game, with a quality <laughs> Do game. Do you remember the Game Awards when he was pitching it? Super high realistic, ex- gravity oh, defined. Right. <laughs> Some guy made a YouTube clip where he's like talking I about it. And then they did the Eminem rap. <laughs> I think I think he's repackaged it because he seemed more chill, but just a little bit like he's got that cocky edge to it. He's like, eh, like we got our own shit. Yeah, but I think like what they're gonna be competing against is Quake. Because they're more of that fast-paced Twitch shooter, whereas I think Overwatch is more of like that Mm team-based. But at this point, it's kind of turned into the game's about to be out. Here's trailers. I'll let the game speak for itself. So he doesn't really say too many comments about what people... But yeah, that's going on with me. Um, Yeah, I want to... Now that I've got my TV stuff cleared, I kind of want to jump... I've been putting Better Call Saul on hold for a while. And this season, I think, just had its finish. And I have like six or eight episodes, so hopefully by next uh, podcast I'll have it. Nice. I missed the last two, and I heard the ending to this season. Someone tweeted that it's be- that last episode made Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad. I'm like, That's get the fuck out. See, this is the second time someone's made this claim. Like, my get the fuck out. My friend made a uh, claim. It was like, oh, it's better than uh, Breaking Bad. And then this, ha- and I was like, I got, I'll give it a shot. And it, it didn't meet that claim. It's good, but it didn't meet that claim in my opinion. And then this happened. I think for me, it was a game journalist named Patrick Klepek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like his opinions and I like his articles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he did a similar tweet where it was just like, this is an- another reason why it's b- th- like this season it puts it beyond. Bre- I'm, bre- I'm like, 
Hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for DJ Khaled's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got his War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, through. exactly. <laughs> what have you been up to, Jing? Stream. The stream way. How is it? I beat Bully. You get? By the way, I, was it last week? Last week you didn't, you weren't at your subscriber hit yet, right? Wait. Last week? Yeah, last thousand, week's episode? Thousand subscribers? Oh, I'm still. No, no, you're 500. You hit 500. Yeah, five, I've hit 600. <laughs> A fucking congrats, dude. <laughs> Cheers. But, yeah. That's but good. Now that stream is too busy, dude. I mean, yeah, it's too crazy. we could go back to podcasts that we've talked to you about mm-hmm. podcasting and be like, man, I'm just getting started. This is the live documentary know, of your stream not career. Even, not even six months. And four, maybe if three months, if you'd let us, we'd like to interview you as our third guest one day. <laughs> yeah. We'll have you as a guest, and we'll have you as the regular podcast. Ask questions. Yeah, You'll split. You'll be a split We'll have SP since he wants to interview so bad. God. So mostly just streaming. Yeah, bully cool. beat it. It's kind of what about like how do you um, like the game? It it feels outdated, but it was fun. It was fun. Every time I, I I haven't hopped into this one as much as I've seen you play Uncharted, but when I see you play, it's always when you're doing a race. And oh. so I'm like, is this a sports game or is it a like a? All, all Grand Theft Autos have races. It's it's similar games. to like Last of Us. You were watching him every, every time, time it was, was one he was playing scene. Ellie. It's like a and you're like, is, is is Ellie the game? I gotta say, one of your promotions, like you tweet or post where you're like you're about to stream, mm-hmm. one of them made me think that they had just announced Bully Two. Oh shit! Yeah, and people were clear. and someone else uh, uh, commented on it, making me believe it further. And I was like, is this real? And you looked into it, and it's so supposedly real? concept art for Bully Two got leaked. Really, it's on the internet. But the thing that it posted up was fan made. Okay, uh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So okay, so I thought because I don't know why I did see leak about it, sure. and when you posted that, I thought that was the leak. That no, top work. YouTube star has been leaking footage of Bully Two. Markiplier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, what about games? What do you have in backlog for streaming wise? Uncharted Two, Ooh. Life is Strange, Uncharted Three. That's this Uncharted Sandwich. Destiny before. 2. <laughs> beta. Destiny 2 beta is in July. Yeah. Right? Yes. What day in July? Uh, I think mid to late July. Okay. That's next month. Well, I'll be playing it. That's a few. You bet. You got to get cranking on these games. from now. Like a week <laughs> No, and a half. I mean, I'm going to, I'm not going to play like whatever game I'm going to play straight through. I'm take a break. Play some Destiny. So right now, Uncharted 2. Is the next one? No, after no? he's 100%. I oh, think that's right. I'm going to finish. Right. Probably by the next episode, he'll have it 100%. I'm, I'll probably be done Saturday. I cool. What 100%? You don't have to 100% every game. Yeah, what so that, that was the thing. Didn't we talk about where <laughs> you weren't going to do that with every game? It, it seems it, like you're doing it with every game. It feels, when I get, if I feel like I got invested, I might as well go all the way. And I felt like... So just start all over with Metal Gear Solid games and just uh, 100% all those? I need to. I mean, eventually I have to. Shit. Do you? That's the. So here's another comment I should make. I don't know if I said it as much, but I've been noticing how much more liberating it feels not having to worry about like the hundred percent. I'm just like, you know what? You know, yeah. I'm playing this. I'm playing it on easy. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna kill. Like I'm playing Dishonored. I like. I like the story. But I wish I play. I think I would have been better uh, skilled with all these stealth abilities yeah. if I was on a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> and like with this controller, I'm like trying to because you have like hacking with a sword. Mm-hmm. I'm literally like, <laughs> like I'm like w- like it's like my torso moves every time I swing. Yeah. Those are the audiences that were listening, they couldn't tell. Um, 
Yeah, it just feels like my whole upper torso is moving whenever I swing, and I'm acting like a flailing idiot. So the easy dif- mode is difficulty is very- setting should be like Wolfenstein New Order, where if you're playing on easy, <laughs> your your character is just like a baby, and he's like oh, sucking wow. on a. That was a game I platinumed because I wasn't gonna let it do that. I was like, do you have to beat it on the hardest difficulty to yeah. do that? I just can't it, imagine. The last it's box. it's not as bad as you think. Okay. It's just you gotta. It it's nowhere near like Uncharted. Oh, like okay. as long as you know the choke point. You just get there. You make the biggest thing is making sure you're stocked up on ammo because that will fuck you. Uh-huh. And there's these big armored mechs. You have to make sure that you don't get overwhelmed with the other guys while those guys are around. And I save my grenade launchers just for them, and I just pummel them t- with like double tapping them. Like even when they're dead, I kind of give a few extra shots. Oh, okay. The final boss, though, fuck him. <laughs> that one took a lot of. I think it took three to four hours max. Wow. Oh, max. And that was over two nights. Like I did yeah. two hours. And I was yeah. like, ah. I made more progress and it, it like there's a new a higher save point, but I was like, I, I just wanna go in fresh. And I went in another night, fairly okay. Like there's I didn't dual wield a lot of weapons, but the one thing I did was the assault rifles because you can switch them both to grenades. Yeah. And man, I went to town on that motherfucker. <laughs> The other one is that there's that weapon that is a tool originally mm-hmm. where it, like it's lasering it's through doors. Yeah. Um, later you can upgrade it to be a full-on weapon, and I save that because the what, ammo for it can tend to go fairly quickly if you're not careful. Um, it's good for clearing crowds, but I think it's really good for big guys because it turns like a mech guy. Like if I was just to fight a grunt that was in a mech suit. It takes them out in two hits. Yeah, maybe. so the game does suggest to you like laser weapons are more effective against machines because it'll cut through and it'll hurt anybody that's inside the machine. So yeah, it tells you like use a laser weapon. Yeah, and you can use that laser weapon on it. Yeah, so that was a game. I was like, I'm out of it. And the hardest part was just the collecting. I was nice. like, oh, fuck, I gotta go back and collect all this shit. But they have chapter select, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So another thing. Let's jump into the episode. This is a special episode, mm-hmm. right? It is our twentieth. Episode. Ding, 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 ding. Not in, this is not including exclusive DLCs. No. So, mm. 20th episode. Proud 20 of you guys. Standard episode. High fives. On High fives all around. 20. On, on top of uh, exclusive DLCs. Just for you guys. You, we give you these exclusive DLCs. That's what we do. And it's free of charge. Free of charge. <laughs> um, and so we wanted to do a little bit something special. We thought we'd kind of be a little bit retrospective and, and let you know a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, get, so we get we, to know us. This is gonna be a little bit freeform, but we kind of wanted to just share who about who we are. Maybe um, haven't prepared as much as we usually do, so it's Nothing just gonna be yeah. It's just gonna be kind of like free balling, <laughs> sharing about ourselves, um, and then what we'll do is we'll end it with a. You know how they do the inside the actors studio, mm-hmm. the questionnaire. We'll, we'll go around the table and, and we'll get a few, a few <laughs> questions, a few of those. So, do you want you guys want to start? Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and go start, for it. Yes. Tell us so, about yourself. Right. Let's start from the beginning. My name is Daniel Vargas, <gasps> and I was born in Long Beach, California. Okay. Um, I mean, you guys haven't fit. Well, I guess you guys have physically seen me if you guys seen our post. But I'm yeah, a, we, the social media. Check yeah, us out I'd, I'd on the a, weekly DLC. <laughs> I'd say I'm a budge, above average weight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm overweight. Um, I like what else can I add? Um, you grew up in Long Beach. No, I, I grew up in um, Anaheim, California. Okay, so you moved there. Anaheim. Anaheim. Um, it's uh, famous for Disneyland, for those that are not yeah. in California. <laughs> and Siblings? Guess, uh, yeah, I have two sisters. Um, and let's let's see, like, so the way I became a gamer growing up in, okay. in Anaheim 
um, my parents might, you know, they, they would work. How would you say it? Like my mom would work graveyard shift okay, and then she would get home at like one, two in the morning or, um, not graveyard shift. She worked from four in the afternoon to like, you know, one to two in the morning. Okay. Um, and then my dad would go to work at six in the morning and get home around six. He worked a lot of, over, he'd six always work overtime. So okay. six, six to seven. Um, so I would have times where I wasn't, I never had someone that was always there sure. to take care of me. So I would just stay home and play games. Okay. So it said always. Play That's where it games. started. Yeah. I mean, I would never, I couldn't go out on my own. There was nobody to watch me. You know, I didn't have someone to take care of me while I was outside. So if I got hurt, no one yeah. could see it. So yeah. my parents were like, just stay home and, you okay. know, here's some games, play games. Yeah. And I just grew up playing games, you know, started with Nintendo, um, Super Nintendo, N64. And then from N64, I got Sega. <laughs> I kind of like went Jump backwards. ship. <laughs> Jump ship. Um, and then from Sega, I got PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4. Um, Switch. <laughs> soon, soon to so, be. And then, I mean, I've, I've gotten like the... Um, 3DS? The 3DS. I got the 2... What was it called then? The DS? DS. Oh, the original DS. The original yeah. DS. Um, you know, for mobile, it was or for uh, handheld, it was <laughs> the PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Vita... The Game Boy SP, okay. Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color. So you're well versed in over the years of gaming. Like, were you getting the? Were you getting into these when they were at their like not yeah, their I, not not their opening release, but like when they were the the thing? Like right now, our generation is like Xbox One, PS4, Switch. Were you current when? Yeah, those I was were always current. I get them as soon as they came out. Oh, like okay. If I if I knew. If I had something before it, I would get it again, you okay. know, like an upgraded version. Um, Did you ever feel like within your social circles that you were, were your friends also at that? Were they current or were you no, always? I was like, always above. Um, most of my friends um, wouldn't invest in video games. Sure. So they would like, let's say PlayStation 2 was out. They okay. would still have the PlayStation. Okay. Well, I had the PlayStation 2. Um but they were never huge on games, so it wasn't like, "Hey, let's go over and you know and play PlayStation Two at this guy's house or my house or whatever," um, you know, so like that. It wasn't ever as big of a shared hobby. No. Okay. It so it was more of like your own thing. Yeah. So okay, that's that, interesting. You know, growing up, I um, once internet came became a thing, I started liking uh, online games, like and PC so, stuff, yeah, or PC stuff. Oh, okay. So that, when did you make the jump to like console or from oh, console? That's hard. PC? I don't even know. Um, my first biggest game was called International Ragnarok Online. Okay, I don't know. That's what really got me into like um um multiplayer um PC and then from there it switched over to to World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. And then, the rest is history. And that's like 5 years of my <laughs> game life. <laughs> so yeah, that did was Did your huge. time? I did my time, man. That was whew. What about outside of gaming like movies, comics and that sort of stuff? Where where did you see did you ever like in terms of let's go books and comics. So I never, that I never really got into comics. Okay. Um, books was more my thing. Um, as a hobby, yeah, as a hobby, okay. I would read books. Um, and then movies. I've always enjoyed doing movies. It wasn't. I mean, it's it's still been a long time for me. It was probably like five years ago since I started watching movies on my own. Mm -hmm. But before I was with friends. Okay. And it, it was you know it's it's a difficult thing where you 
go by yourself and it's like a weird feeling. It's like, oh, I'm a movie by myself, you know, and you, you kind of feel weird. You think people are looking at you because you're by yourself. You're sitting alone at the theater. It depends on the perspective, but yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, and that was like about five years ago where I had that transition where I just wanted to go and I didn't want to, you know, bug anybody to go. So I would sure. just go to the movie theaters on my own. Okay. So that that was, you know, and, th- and that was more freeing. So I, I started watching more and more movies just because mm-hmm. I can go on my own. I didn't have to wait for someone or ask someone to go. Go you know, when you go. felt like you could. Yeah, I can go whenever I wanted to go. Cool. Um, but yeah, comic books, I never got into it. It was more recent with, like, being friends with Jang and him always inviting me to go into comic books. When did that blossom, that, that relationship? Uh, 2007? <laughs> Six years ago? Fries Electronics. Oh, okay. Was it so, so, it was, so your friendship wasn't through uh, hobbies. Uh, it, I mean, it was, but it wasn't found through like a common hobby. It was found through like you were in the same workplace. Workplace. Okay. Okay. Working at Fries Electronics. Best cool. place. Good times. Where where all your fr- all your buys are. <laughs> Best buys are always. Best buys are this fries. episode is brought to you by Fries Electronics, <laughs> where you can buy Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we met there. Um, he was my supervisor, and I would uh, kick it in the break room for three hours, and he would have to, <laughs> he had to go and be like, dude, this is this is too much. And I'm like, all right, I get it, I get it. And go back, go back for like two minutes and come back in the break room again. When, can I, if, if you guys don't mind me asking, when did it become your work friend? Because a lot of times, oh, let me finish the question. When did it go from your work friends to your friends outside of work? Just hanging out, I think. Did yeah. you did you have it a, a, a work environment? We yeah, because we would even before I met you, Karoche, to do a Monster Hunter. We would hang we out. would hang out at, at a Sonic's uh, drive-in uh, after work. We would go all hang out. We had four to five friends. Okay, so it was a group of you that yeah. worked, and it was Monster and you we were all interested in that. And On so you were PSP. like, you were like, let's go get some food and chill. We wouldn't even. I wouldn't even. I would. I couldn't. I never had money, <laughs> so I would just go to play. PSP and everyone else would get food. Well, okay, but I mean, like it was at at an eatery. Okay, the claw, the claw. And so you guys stayed friends and like steady since then. Yeah, I mean, me and Jang wouldn't hang out as often. This is again more recent. I think when we got bigger jobs and you know, and we became more adults. Well, when did when did uh, you guys split from? Like, did you? You guys are now working at different places, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it was in two thousand. I think in 2011, I had quit Fry's. I asked, and this is like, I asked like six months in advance. I was wow. like, I, they they tell you, don't ask for December off. Any days in December. <laughs> but I was like, uh, it's the only time I can see a friend. I'm going to Europe. Uh, I just need a week. And, and then, you know, they didn't say anything until like literally the last month, like the month that my trip was on. And they're like, no, we deny you. And I'm like, that's, you could have told me a lot <laughs> no, earlier. No, you can't. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put in my two weeks and I quit. Yeah. So I put in my two weeks, went to Europe, came back, and that's when I quit fries. Okay. Um, I don't broke, remember you when. broke his heart? You broke Jang's <laughs> heart? He cried for a week. You straight. know, honestly, I don't think, I don't feel like, the whole time I worked at fries, I don't feel like we were really, really good friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that, that kind of blossomed more outside of, of working at fries. Okay. So when, when that happened for you, when you left fries and mm-hmm. you, you came back to, to America, um, did you see your friends, that social circle that you guys shared? Were you still meeting up with them after work to play Monster Hunter? Yeah, did I you, was. Um, were you guys only hanging out within that group? Or did you guys ever be like, hey, let's go to this? Because I know now you guys are like, let's go to the signing or let's go to this yeah, art event. Now and then 
I would invite you. Yeah. To like an event. But it was it was in the group that we would meet up more often. Um, and then it started becoming it was just the other group, and mm-hmm. Jang wasn't part of that group because he moved closer to L.A. Oh, okay. And so we wouldn't we wouldn't hang out as It'd much be at all. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then I don't know. He just started inviting me more and more, and here we are making a podcast. Yeah, invited to the Monster Hunter meetup. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. Actually, yeah. So <laughs> you he was going to the Monster Hunter. He went to the first one, I think. No, just not the first no, first one. It wasn't. Well, it was one of the first ones, but the first one he went to. Yeah, it was just him and then yeah. you guys. And then the next one, he met, he like, hey, we're gonna do this thing. And I think I met you guys when you guys did the uh, the pizza, the uh, deep dish pizza. That was your first one. I want to say, wasn't it? Or no. was that you no, came once before? Came, I think right, at least right. once before. Yeah, we we've been doing it a while, and then you decided to do like let's do like a Saturday a Sunday. Saturday Sunday thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? Work-wise, you're now from so when you left Fries, you went and you've been at the place you've been at. Yeah, since before then? that though, I I moved. I lived in Arizona, um, Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 17, finished high school, went to Arizona mm-hmm. to go to a technical school, high tech institute, which oh. I don't even think it longer exists. Um, to get my computer science associates. Um, so I did that, and when I was there to make money, yeah, I completed it. Congrats. To make money, I made I worked at a Taco Bell, mm. and uh, I have a story for that. I had a friend who worked at a Hawaii. I, I think he worked in, in Taco Bell in Hawaii as well, but he was going to sc- same school I was, so he, he went over to to the mainland. And uh, since he already had experience, they made a manager, and this guy was asking for cinnamon twists, okay. and they're like, "We're out. We don't have any more cinnamon." For the twists, so they're just plain twists. And he's like, "No, I know you guys have it." So they grab trashed, oh. thrown out cinnamon twists. God. He like scratched his dandruff all over it, oh. and he gave it to the guy. And the guy grabbed one, ate it, and he was like, "See, I knew you guys had them." And he just walked away super happy. And that was that was the end of that story. The fuck? So don't complain, guys. You know, to be honest, I, I'll tell my story. But <laughs> we we've messed with food. I didn't, but I've seen food get messed with. I've tried. I've, I've actually. I don't think I've worked like any actual well, other than than that. And then I worked at. I came back here, worked at Disney for a whole year, exactly one year. I quit. I, I worked exactly three hundred sixty-five days. Wow. Into tips. Tip story. <laughs> Were yeah. you Mickey, Goofy? No, Gaston? I was working. Um, Tigger, like breakdancing. <laughs> like. I worked Hungry Bear. And then after like four or five months of that, they started putting me everywhere. I worked everywhere. Special events was my favorite thing because you worked in the background, didn't have to deal with uh, cool. guests or anything. And then from there, I just picked up, I was at Fry's one day, picked up a, a application, put it in. And then uh, Carla, if you remember Carla, Ooh, Carla hit Carla. me up. Carla. Who's Carla? <laughs> she's a, no, Your she wife was, now? She was a manager. Um, uh-huh. And uh, Didn't want to break the... No, well, she's just a really old... Uh, uh, she's like an original OG fries employee, oh, okay. uh, but she quit long ago too. Oh, um, I don't we I don't think we've had any contact with her. Oh, okay. But um, she she hit me up and she's like, hey, you know, I saw your application. She didn't if you want to go and went in for an interview and she worked at fries. <laughs> and then yeah, I I don't know. I worked at fries for three years. I think wow, that's a long time. Yes, uh, seven, Shit. eight, nine, ten. 11 yeah three to four years i don't remember um and then fries 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 where to go after fries i think it's my current job okay is it 
I can't remember. You tell us. <laughs> I can't remember anything in between. You blacked out for a period of time. <laughs> and now I work at a, a tattooing supply company. <laughs> Wait, I now pr- I prank called this guy. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. So, and he he prank called me when I was a lot newer at the company. Oh shit. And he like you know I pick up the call I'm like hello and she's and yeah, he's like, and he's dragon like dragon and I'm like I'm sorry I don't know what you're saying is I'm trying, the name I'm of like, your company I'm like <laughs> rushing I'm typing in his number trying to find this, any information I can about this person I'm like I, I don't have an account for you you kept the straight face on going, <sighs> and at some point he's like I'm just kidding it's me I'm like you fucking <laughs> <laughs> I just kept on repeating those two words dragon Wait, wait, is that the name of your company? I thought it was a lady too when he was saying it. I thought it was a lady. I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't, I don't know. I did that once. I had a temp job. It was like one of those like we one week, one day. I was just trying to scrounge money up for summer, and I couldn't find anything long, long. Like, I there was no place that was like. We want you just for two months or three yeah. months. They were all like, we want you forever or we don't want you at all. And so temp to hire agencies were the big thing. And um, I got hired for a temp thing for one week at a, at a um, what do they call it? A telemarketing place. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell on earth <laughs> is what that is. I luckily wasn't one of the people, but there were people next to me that had to call people asking if they were or they knew people that had fatal illnesses. Mm -hmm. Like they were calling for specific ones and they knew some of them had them because they had them in like record or some shit. So they're like, hey, by the way, you're you're fatally ill. Yeah. Can you come? Would you like to come to this event? Like it, it would sure help us or some shit. I'm like. Man, that's depressing. Yeah. But I was the one where it was like calling about cars. So right. I was like, okay, you, you want to, we had on record, like they have, they own this car or they, they, in their history, they've owned these cars and I was doing it. And I was, I ran through my list that I had for the day and I was like, man, I'm bored. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call up one of our friends, uh, Andrew. Um, I knew what car he had too. And I did it to my, my family too. I was like, hi, uh, Mr. Andrew. Um, I, it shows here on a record that you have the, this car, and he's like, "Who the fuck has? How do you know this shit?" I'm like, "What's up, Andrew?" <laughs> I did it to my family too. They're like, "Uh, uh who is? We don't." Uh, I'm like, "I'm just messing. It's no, your no, son." <laughs> no, but this cool. guy pranked me at he got, work. So he I'm got at you. Work. I'm wearing like sweat bullets over here. I'm like, I don't know who this is. I don't know. How to oh man, it. that's good. Did I, did I get <laughs> and that's that's why I don't tell people they're in my company. So. Tattoos of black woman. That's all you're gonna get. Okay. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's and that's now. I mean, cool. So current at the current at that job. What about your? I wouldn't say your like hobbies, but more of your. Wh- where do you want to aspire? What have What have they been? What have they become? What are? What do you see them being? Man, I mean, I've had dreams before. I don't dream anymore. No. Um, <laughs> that, that got dark. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, as you grow up, you feel like you start changing your plans to something that yeah. you feel is more reachable, you know? Sure. And so, you know, back then I'd be like, I'm going to be a, a police officer. Or I'm going to be a firefighter. I'm going to be someone who saves lives or something, you know, okay. you're going to be something ridiculous. You're going to be Superman. Uh-huh. Um, and then it kind of changes. So now it's just... I just want to make money where I don't have to work 24 mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> seven. So that's it. You know, that's, that's my aspirations now. It's but do just, you ever, like, I feel like there's been a trend as of late to turn for ways to turn hobbies into maybe not occupations, but like side hustles mm-hmm. in a way. Streaming. 
streaming, I'm podcasting, writing books, freelancing, you know, you name it. There's there's a dime a dozen ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. But do you ever have that inclination or? Do, I do. I do. I, I feel or like do you see something... this as like an outlet for that? Like This could be. I, I you know, I'm going to I'm going to ride this wave as long as it possibly can go. Um, you know, if it's forever, if it's off of the face of the earth and on it's Mars. just destiny. <laughs> Two. Um, no, but um, I, I, I've been looking into those things, you know, like trying to get a hobby and, and maybe, you know, make it a, a bigger thing. So it is something that you want to. Yeah, but every time I see something, I get bored of things very quickly. I, I don't keep up with it. I have a very hard time keeping up with something and, and sticking with it. You know, so if it's making a YouTube video, I'm going to make one and never upload it. That's, <laughs> that's how fast it ends, you know. Um, if I'm going to stream, I'll play the game. But then I get tired of having to set everything up, you know, just before I'm going to play. I just want to sit down, you know, start, start, start the game and play it. I don't want to have to worry about me streaming. But, so you say that, but then would you do you ever... Would you say? Would you argue the point that if that was the case, let's say it is perfectly set up, that you're not in the mood to play for an audience. You're maybe in the mood to play by yourself. You don't want to be watched. And then yeah. let's say you are in the mood, like you set dates then to play in front of an audience. And then then it's like, well, today I kind of wanted to do this, and it's like I don't want to be tied down to a skit. Like, do you ever feel? I don't. I don't mean this in a negative way or in a harsh way, but do you ever feel like? you come up with obstacles in front to put in front yeah, of you? Yeah, all someone? the time. Yeah, all the time. Like, uh, there's days there's where nothing, I, I it, wanna... it, it, life's, life's life. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know I do that a hundred times a day at the very least. So yeah. I, I just want to gauge, like, what do you see? What do you, like, hobbies can just be hobbies. Like, I feel like there is a pressure to do that in some way because of how, I mean, looking at today's day, like how hard it is just to like with a one job, single household income, mm-hmm. it still is very difficult. So, it's forced people to turn their interests and hobbies into side hustles. Yeah. But like you shouldn't there shouldn't be you don't need that pressure if yeah. you don't want it. So that, that was always. Yeah, trying. like I'm at a point where I can't. I mean, I possibly could, but it's very difficult to quit my job and not have any money and just in kind of like force and focus on something that I would hope would grow into a point where I wouldn't need you know, another job or this would give me enough money to at least survive a bit until I try to grow up more. Okay. Um, so I would have to work and, and then try to do something else because I have everything. I, I'm Yeah, it's just I'm at a point where I can't can't do that. Okay. I could risk it, though. You sure. know, I could leave where I'm at, sell the car and everything. But here's a question for you in terms of how you see you work and your interests. I know a question that comes a lot or a philosophy perspective that comes up a lot is do you do you work to live or do you live to work or do you aspire to to one of those more? So right now it feels like I I I live to work. You work to live. I'm working to live. That's how I feel like it is. What do you want it to be? I, I feel like I'm working more often than living. You you want it to be that way? No. Okay, that's how it is. I, I want... What do you want? I want you to just live. I don't want the work part in there. <laughs> you know? Amen. So, well, what, I, what I mean by the work, it, 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 we use the term work, but I mean like, what if it was something that you do... Let's say you love traveling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what if that was your... You got paid to do that. Yeah, so then I would live to work. Okay, but... Okay. 
So you you want you're right now you're living to to you're working to to live, yeah. but you would you would like to reach a point where you could live to work. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, where I would love my job, yeah. Okay. But it would an even higher one would be where I'm making enough money and it's all coming. Someone just sends you checks passively, yeah. Because I well, I mean, it could be I start a business or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, or it, you know, like be, becoming a YouTuber or a streamer or anything like that, that would become a point where it's possibly, uh, you know, I'm, I'm living to work now because I enjoy streaming or I enjoy making these sure. videos. You know, I enjoy people watching me commenting and saying, hey, jerk face, and they troll me or something. Norman, is that you? <laughs> um, okay. You know, stuff like that. But yeah, for right now, it's I'm, I'm working to live. So cool. I'm, I'm doing something I don't generally find super uh, fun to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it makes makes a lot of money. So gets gets food on the table. A lot of food on the table. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Any, any anything else? Mm, no, I think that's. I think I've talked enough. Well, let's let's finish it off Ooh. with uh, your your question. Inside the sure. actor studio with this James Lipton. <laughs> do you want to read them? Uh, no. I mean, we could. I, guess I thought we you were going to do that voice. Though. Oh, oh <laughs> <the whole> time. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What is your favorite word? Dang. Ooey gooey. <laughs> we'll get to yours too, okay? <laughs> you know what's funny? This That's is, two this words. This is from high school. Luscious. Ooh. Hashtag luscious. Hashtag luscious. What is your least favorite word? Um, I don't Dang, I've never thought of it. Well, just something that just doesn't sound good to you right now. Well, someone from my stream, moist. They hate the word moist. moist. No, um, trying to think of like a repetitive word I've heard a lot. It just gets annoying. It depends on the context of of words used. Sure. But I would have to say, um, generally it's like a word that means negative. So like, um, stanky or something like that. Like, okay. It, I There's don't no wrong answer I don't hate here. the word. I hate, like, stinky? when it's stinky, I hate the stinkiness. You sure, know, like, the you know. context of it. What <laughs> turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? <sighs> Big boobs, I guess. <laughs> 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 you buy, buy. <laughs> you buy, like, expected. spiritual... Keep, keeping it real. <laughs> 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 oh, that was the best answer. <laughs> I dare someone to come up with a better. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. Give I can you a tell you here. that's gonna be the highlight of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have to go with graphics, yeah, exactly. so I you already know what I'm gonna can, look for. You can put me on a on a very voluptuous body if you want. Um, no, but um, so what turns me on creatively, spiritually? Just any of them. Like mm. it doesn't have to be all of them. Just some something that comes to mind that turns you on. You way. know what? Thinking about it, because I do want to like you know stream or YouTube. I, I keep mentioning that. Sure. Um, so possibly, I, kind of a form a, a form of fame, having having loyal followers, something like that. That's that's something that really turns me on creatively to to want like to to promote me or to push me to to become a, a YouTuber, or okay. a, a streamer, or something. You know, content creator of some kind. Mm-hmm. Cool. What turns you off? Well, it's not big booze. <laughs> um, no. Um, what turns me off? 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to that part over and over again. So what turns me off is 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 um people that cut corners, people that don't Ooh. don't that not necessarily cheat, sure, but um you know don't they get away with it. Yeah, they get away with it. Okay. It I I don't want to show like my explanation is going to be from something I don't want to bring up. So sure, okay, um, we can move on. Let's say something where you know you have to go to from point A to point B to point C, and instead these people go from point A to point C and get away with it. They don't have to follow the the B part. Mm. Um, that's mm. when I hate, and and it doesn't necessarily like it doesn't make them big or anything. They're not famous because of it or anything, but they just did it and it made their life easier, and they got away with it. Mm. You know, and uh, one one thing is, uh, let's say from driving from work to my house you know there's there's times you can there's a bunch of traffic so you you go into the the um the, the carpool lane the carpool lane, or no, <laughs> not, not necessarily the carpool lane but let's say on a street you go into the in the middle lane the, the oh. lane that you used to turn oh. and you just take, use that whole thing as a street and get, get away with it and get away with it into the thing if someone then, runs a stop sign but you get rolled through a little yeah one, exactly that's, that's yeah, I, I hate you know people that kind of cut corners and get away with it. that's okay. what i hate all right what is your favorite curse word you know, I'm gonna have to say "bitch." It's it's a word that isn't too bad, where you can kind of just sprinkle it in on things like "fucking bitch" or you know, something like. Sure. You can kind of just this throw it bitch. in there, and it's yeah, exactly. And I even joke around with friends. I'm like, "Oh, fucking bitch," and they'll, you know, they'll just be, they won't take it offensively because it's not too bad of a word. Okay, I like "bitch." What sound or noise do you love? No. From Dumb and Dumber. What was the question? <laughs> the sound or noise do you love? Sound. What kind of sound? Wait, what was it? What sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise. Okay. Um, soft noises, I guess. I don't know. ASMR, man. Ooh. Of what? Mm, crinkling more okay. often. Mm. So, like, if you get the Indian woman, <laughs> let's say, uh, <laughs> let's say something. <laughs> let's say, um, like, uh, you have a DVD that that has like that plastic wrapping, or like, so, like food wrapper. Or, uh, that's mm. more. That's a that's a thicker plastic, so it's a louder. Ah. It's it's a thinner plastic, like a. You're a connoisseur of sounds. Yeah, dude. Okay. What sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't screeching. Um, like if you know how when again with cars when someone's brakes aren't um, oh. brand new and they're like mm. really old and they're like they hit the brakes and you hear that yeah, squeal yeah. as they Fuck yeah. That so like squealing noises you know screeching noises okay I think I already know the answer to this one but what profession other than your own would you like to attempt no oh, the YouTube streaming okay mm. one of the two YouTube content creator what profession would you not like to do mm. besides your own right now. If that was one, everything micro did in the in dirty jobs. <laughs> okay, the show. <laughs> yeah. So okay. any like sewage. Okay. No, but let me let me think of something specific. What would I like to do? Oh, um, cold calling. Like, um, no, I know telemarketing. Yeah, telemarketing. That the I don't guy know. who cleans up those peak shows. Ooh. <laughs> That's a fluffer? What about a fluffer? <laughs> I saw this the, funny picture of like when a bro got has got your back. And it was like when they had the camera for like a scene, but he's like the the guy's standing and he's like literally like right next to him. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, gosh. oh, that's ugh. no, but yeah, it would have to be like telemarketer cold calling. Any okay. of that. And I can't I can't call people and be like, give me your 
it's also for me it's like monotonous mm-hmm. it's like, okay um if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say when you arrive at the pearly gates you're chill dude <laughs> yeah, no, let's, let's you're not allowed in. you're chill dude you're, you're, chill, not dude. Allowed. you're not allowed <laughs> you're chill dude now because you know when it comes to religion i'm not very religious sure but i do live my life as if someone is watching you know and and because you're a content creator (laughs) (laughs) no so i I, you know i always try to you know live by a good code and and be nice to people and well cool various thanks for being on the show it's been a great thanks for being a guest (laughs) no cool that was good I, I feel heard. like that one was long though. Um, well, well I mean, I, we had a long small talk. We're we're hitting in almost an hour right now. Holy crap! And that's only two things. That's the introduction and me. <laughs> well, the intro was long. The intro yeah. we went into about twenty five minutes. We're gonna have to separate that. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, we could. It's, it's an ex. It's a. Tw- it's our twentieth episode. So, do you want me to go? Do you want to go? I'll go. All right. You sure? It. Damn it! I'm last. <laughs> I don't want to be last. Born right. born in California, Van Nuys. Van Nuys for those that. Don't live in California is the valley. So you like totally a valley girl. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can tell that's your hairstyle and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um from Van Nuys to moved from Van Nuys to Buena Park. From Buena Park to San Diego. San Diego to Fullerton. Wow. And then and over how much of a time period? Up till now or S- to like within your childhood? Well, I lived most of my life in Fullerton. Okay. So my, most of my childhood was in Fullerton. Okay, so you were still a kid when you were... Fourth grade. Oh, wow. Yes. That's a lot of moving before fourth grade. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you feel like it affected a lot of your, like, the friendships you made or oh, didn't make? for sure. Yeah, for sure. Did you feel like you, you just, at a certain point, after so many times, you were just like, I'm not going to try to invest too much into... Or no, did I you tr- just kind of take it? How did you take it? I, I, I still tried. Okay. I mean, I hung out with the nerd crowd. Sure. Bully. I saw nerd that. Click. <laughs> I saw that. You posted that. Who would I hang out with? Nerd crowd. Yeah. So, um, most of my friends were gamers. Okay. Some were into magic. I never got into magic. I grew up with a Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Missed everything after that. <laughs> got PlayStation 2. And that's when, actually, the Nintendo age and the PlayStation 2 age was when I got a lot of games like i got really deep into games um were you able to like like get a job and, and get them yourself or no <laughs> so like games are super hard to come by it would be like birthdays yeah so okay so stuff. if your family was somewhat supportive but yeah yeah they, they were like limited they, they really didn't like me playing video games <laughs> they would i would have like a time limit sure. per week but they would hide like the Nintendo and Super Nintendo, and I always find it when they're gone. Like when they, were, they weren't home, I would just play it okay. and put it back in a hiding spot. Um, comic books got into it. I'm gonna say around fourth grade, grade school. How did that happen? Um, there was a comic book shop near the mall, and I would always take my bike there. And I hated that comic book shop. Why? Because he would recommend everything, and like not. He was just doing it just to sell stuff, and it wasn't quality stuff. Oh. But I remember reading Watchmen at a really young age. Really? Wow. I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? And there's like a rape scene, and I'm just like... Well, you did you get through those, you know, in between the chapters, there's those long ex- dispositions? <laughs> yes. I feel like that would be a big major turnoff at yeah, an earlier yeah. age. I, I don't... I didn't know what was going on <laughs> in Watchmen. I was just like, what the hell is going on? Okay. Yeah. Books is kind of... I got into books really young. 
which is weird because I think my mom didn't care what I read because as long as I wasn't playing video games, sure, it was sir. okay. So I remember <laughs> picking up my very first Stephen King novel. I think I read it when I was like, I'm going to say 10. Mm. No, it was Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game is... So on the cover, it's a bedpost and a handcuff. Okay. Innuendo. Ooh. And my mom was okay with that. <laughs> I was just like... What the she some away from games. That, she probably didn't take it as that. I was like, cops... <laughs> Cops, 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 cops get tired. So cops have to sleep. Put the they gotta hang up their cap yeah. somewhere. Yeah, they they for sure don't like me playing. Even to this day, my dad's like he, he goes into your stream, your stream sucks. <laughs> oh, Stop shit. streaming. He, he He's no man. Don't play the game. Yeah, he would always frown upon there's this negative connotation in games that were kids. Yeah. And Mm. I remember when I was still living at the house, I would still play games. And he's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Games are for kids. It's like, ah, I don't know, man. You should tell Not him tricks, tricks are for kids, too. You don't see me stab. It's kind of weird because I do try to tell him that I stream, but I don't think he understands it. Okay. So I'll show him an example. I'll be like, here's Markiplier. And of, this is what I kind of do. Oh, I see. I still don't think he understands the gravity of it. Okay. But... Wait until you start getting those those checks, you know. Yeah, two dollars. <laughs> Did you so with with your family being not not necessarily unsupportive, but not really encouraging gaming? Did you find yourself at odds with them? Did you like challenge it or, or try to play more? Argue back or persuade? Of course. Of okay. Course. Okay. Yeah. I mean. How did, did you ever feel like you're just hitting a brick wall, or did you just change strategy? Like, how did it evolve as time went on? I think it's if you don't just, mind me asking. I think, I don't know if they accept it, but I think it's just hard for them to understand. Okay. So you never reached like a conclusive, you just no. agreed to disagree. If I made a living off of it, maybe they'll be like, oh shit, like, okay, maybe this is... What took you so long? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, yeah. I don't think they understand. Like, it's kind of weird because like... Yeah, I don't know. It's maybe it's a culture thing. Maybe it's an age. Sure, thing. No, it could it's, be an age thing too. Because yeah, yeah. anytime for me, just a small tidbit. Anytime I was on the computer and it wasn't for homework or anything, I'm playing games. Like mm -hmm. I open Microsoft Word, I'm playing games. I'm on Google, I'm playing games. <laughs> like what? What does games mean to you? <laughs> so my that was my thing. But anyway, yeah. I wanted to just say that little antidote to to your stuff, but. So um, you went forward, you, you, now you're reading. Was it steady outside of like reading for fun for you? It's weird. I, I read a lot more when I was younger, stopped reading, then got back into it after I finished college. So I took a long break. I was yeah. in college. Mom passed away. Took a long break. Decided to go back to school to finish college. I felt like Rodney Dangerfield in... Uh, that one movie, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like really old and yeah. trying to graduate. That was me. So every time I, saw, you know, like when you go to college and you see this really old dude that's in his sixties trying to get his degree, I like give him the nod, like, "Hey, me and you, dude. If all hell breaks in prison rules, we're Stud in the same study buddies. <laughs> we're in the same clique." Cool. But, cool. Uh, man, I finished college late. Um, what were you studying? Okay, so it's weird. When I first. Went into college and UC Riverside was a creative writing major. Okay. I wanted to be a screenwriter slash comic book writer. Okay. Realistically, I knew that wasn't going to make me money. So I switched majors to business, finance. So 
That's okay. when I went into Cal State Fullerton. When I decided to go back to school, I went back into Cal State Fullerton. And you finished? Yeah. Cool. Congrats. Job-wise... So, oh, shit. So, joined the U- uh, United States Army Reserves. After that? No, no. I was a 17. Oh, so okay. In the reserves, you're like part-time. Sure. So, did that for eight years. Wow. Because so, that's the contract. Sure. Um, How was that experience for you? That was cool. And then I made a lot you. of... Do you want to renew? And you're like, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, shit. Okay, so the <laughs> funny... So there's a thing called a retention officer. They're supposed to keep you... Re- retention. They're sure. supposed to keep you in. And uh, they're like, okay, we could give you a $15,000 bonus if you re-sign. It's another eight years, right? Yeah. And I said... I gave them, I gave them an offer. I said, it's not $1 million. $2 million. And I'll come back. I wasn't fucking joking, too. I was like, I would come back for $2 million. So the experience wasn't too good too bad so, right. and she's like laughing i was like no that's seriously my offer like, all right peace out guys <laughs> she's and like i ain't retaining you <laughs> almost went to war three times i'm very lucky for a guy that i joined before 9-11 mm-hmm. i don't know how i never got sent out i almost got sent out twice uh-huh. third time didn't get sent out and when i left my whole fucking unit got sent out oh wow mm. so i was super lucky wow how did you feel with your with your group that you were you were with stationed with? How was the the, the socialness or the camaraderie? They're for sure not nerds. No? <laughs> yeah, for sure they're not nerds. They're they're cool. They're cool. They're, did you keep a lot of like your I, hobbies to yourself, or did you try sharing? Or? Oh man, that's an, I'll get into that. Okay. But I, okay, so with the nerdy stuff, I would always hide. Not in school because I would hang out with the nerd friends. Sure. But like the nerdy stuff, I would hide even in college. I would hide it. I wouldn't... If you guys see me now, I'm fucking vocal. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. But I would hide that stuff. Um, it changed when I auditioned for King of the Nerds Season 2. Oh, shit. And I almost got in. I was... I actually still have the casting director's phone number. Damn. But after that, like, I came out the nerd closet, dude. I was just posting... Everything never. I don't hide it anymore. It's funny too because I think around that time is when we started like hanging out more. Was when he was gonna ad- audition for the, the thing. I think he was just more vocal about everything, so he was contacting me more. So. Oh okay, cool. So then you went through that. Then, then you went to college. Yes. And yeah. then you yeah. came out the other end of that, and then you started working. Yes. Well, okay. So in between the break of college, I had, the worst job ever. Dishwasher slash busboy, and never again. Some character building, huh? Fuck, okay. <laughs> man. So I had the same friend that worked that same job. He quit after day one. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was, and he's like, "I don't Can't want my check." That's how bad it was. <laughs> Keep it. But I decided you, I stayed because it was at the UC Irvine Brandywine. They oh, had yeah. this thing called Brandywine. Sure. Um, I only stayed because a friend helped me get that job. I didn't want to make him look bad. Sure. Stayed for a quarter and then peace out. Yeah. I'm going to make a YouTube video about me quitting. It's funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. But, um, did that. Then I went to Fry's. I guess Fry's was... I feel like Fry's was my actual real legit job. Okay. Um, Even though it was a joke. <laughs> Damn. Calling you up. In the beginning, it was fun. Actually, it was a lot of fun. And okay. then it started getting very like strict and yeah. strict. Well, they started like cutting hours. Like cutting positions they oh. so it was less and less people so then therefore each person each individual person had more work and that's when it started to become more stressful yeah 
fries. After that, I did an internship when I was in college when I decided to go back. Uh-huh. Um, and then I worked. So I was unemployed for a while after I graduated college. That, this is during like the recession, the after effects. Mm. So it was super hard to get a job. And dude, man, I was super struggling. So I have a question about this period, just going through these couple of moments that you went through. How did all this affect your... Your just your motivation, your drive of just like continuing because it feels like, from what I'm getting, there's a lot of like you were in the situations of survival, like mm-hmm. you were trying to just get to the next point, mm-hmm. trying to set yourself up so you have something stable. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a lot of time at those points to sort of enjoy what was around you, or maybe you know, spend as were you spending less time with like Vargas and other friends, or that were you able to balance the the two of them or that the was different aspects? Su- I was super busy. Okay, trying to do. Trying to finish, trying to find jobs. Yeah. I remember at one point when I was job hunting, I just fucking quit. I was just like, you know what? I'm done. Like you just, just isolated gonna, from everything? Yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'm done. But then like I got motivated again. Yeah. And I finally got this job. So it was weird. So I really needed money. And then I almost worked security at Not Scary Farm for a Halloween haunt. That's like a barely yeah. minimum wage when job. When I'm punch oh. in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could have been one of those guys that slide across the floor. And <laughs> well, and some not, badass no, I was, was oh, going to okay. be the security guys that scan people oh. in at the front door. But then I got the call from my current job. Yeah. They make backup generators. Accountant. Okay. And Same. I guess money's been good, but it could be better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it, we're, we're all in positions where it could always be yeah. better. But you're at a point, it sounds like, where you could live to, or work to live. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Do you like that that balance, or do you prefer something where it's more like your passion is your work? I want to do something. I want to create stuff. Like, I don't want to crunch numbers. I do want to, I don't know how I'm going to sure. get there, but the comic book, yeah. I tried, we tried pitching a comic book. We only pitched to Image. Never got a call back. Hey, the, <laughs> the thing that I that I see with this, with that, with with what you were saying, Vargas, with your attempts and what you're saying, Jing, is you go through so many of these trials and errors, and then you reach some more stable points, but you never know how long that's going to last. Mm-hmm. Like what you're saying, where so you ride the waves as long as you can ride them, and if they drop, then you just see where the next one takes you. So I think that just staying with it, but yeah. So mm-hmm. th- that's awesome. And then, so from there, you guys were still, like, but going back to the social side, you guys still had your friendships. Were you doing anything else? or? I just started going to a lot of nerd events. And you know what? It's kind of like how you said, like, you would go to movie theaters by yourself. Mm-hmm. If no one wanted to go to me, go with me to a nerd event, fuck it. it didn't I'm just going yeah, to fucking go by myself, dude. What in, enticed you to start going to those? Because I feel like the area here has been, like, filled with them since, since I've known but I, for people that live here, I don't know when it started being like, I caught, like my interest got peaked or what, what, what was it for you where you started seeing like an event or something or a con, for instance, or something? I, I don't know what got me hooked. I think the very first autograph line I've ever been to was the Hideo Kojima one. Okay. But I don't know. I just, I've just been hooked ever since. It's just super fun. This is a question I've had for you and I've, I've had for a while. You do go to a lot of signings. Mm-hmm. What is it about the signings that appeals to you? Meeting the author and asking one good question if I could drop a question in. So the signature itself isn't so much. It's more of like a receipt. The signature is cool too. It's cool to have. 
I guess both equally. Okay. They're both. Just, equal. I'm not yeah. judging. I'm just. Word. I've always been curious because yeah. you you're very consistent with across the board, no matter uh-huh. the medium. You you go out to signings, and mm-hmm. I've always wondered like, what is it about? Is it like you're going? You're aiming for a goal, or mm-hmm. you, yeah? So it's it's meeting them and having those questions. My and, dream goal is to like somehow sneak in an interview, but I'm just too scared to ask for like my YouTube channel. Hey, one question starts it. And then yeah, next thing you know, you meet Grant Morrison for the tenth time, and hey, I'm a YouTuber, <laughs> and I like to. We could have interviewed him that one day. Oh, God That's damn. The thing. Yeah, and it would have been an hour long interview. <laughs> Cool. Um, still, don't read as much. Don't watch because the stream life consumes me. I need to. Yeah. How, so let's go to present now with the with the streaming. How has that changed your your living balance? So if you guys don't know me, I'm very introverted. So if you see me on stream, you're probably thinking, "There's no way this dude's introverted." I'm just super comfortable streaming, which is funny because when I'm streaming and I started when no one was watching, I'd start to talk to myself. Man, my throat was getting dry. My mouth was getting dry because I was like, damn, I don't talk this much. You get much. used to it, yeah. Yeah, and then now it's just like, yeah, it's whatever. You still Fifth Red Bull. But I mean, you're sophisticated enough to drink out of a cup. Here's a stream tip for you guys. Um, when someone asks, write something, you just read it. Read the question again and then just talk. Answer. <laughs> smart. Smart. Yeah, but, okay. Um, always, but, I've always made YouTube videos, but nothing has really like... I mean, some things got viral. Like, we used to make Monster Hunter videos it wasn't like streaming but it was like yeah but people something. would watch you know some of them have like a thousand views and i look back at them and go damn that's on your other channel <laughs> no no this is on my current oh, okay. channel thunderclap thunderclap yeah. is <laughs> not, i not, love that not my comedy i tell them but. to this day not my comedy <laughs> so you started doing monster Hunter videos just like basic ones and they mm-hmm. did book stuff for a while booktubing books yep <laughs> Oh man, that's the why. Why are you laughing? Because it was a huge like it was like a a left turn, like a, a sharp left turn yeah, on those yeah. videos. Because making Monster Hunter and then the next one's like a a, a book. I lost subscribers, and people are like, <laughs> "Where are the games?" And then like unsubscribe. Exactly. <laughs> well, people it seems like want to follow you in in whatever you're doing. But what made you want to switch that content creation to from one to the other? Because streaming is a lot more easier. I did, I hate editing. I, no, not streaming. Oh. I'm talking about the going from Monster Hunter to the book. We'll go from the book to this, but I've always had this look on the view where I'm very unapologetic. I don't want to like if I want to make something, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it. So not, I'm not gonna go follow like a trend. I mean, I used to do that, and that was horrible. It felt okay. like work. Like so, when I stopped doing Let's Plays, it was during Dark Souls and. It really felt like work. Me okay. playing Dark Souls, and I was like, "Because you were well. editing, editing, and also I just didn't." And props feel to like... PewDiePie, dude, for ending his shit, dude. Fuck that. Yeah, man. but well, I mean, he has a lot of time too. Was it like you? You were you also trying to reignite an interest in books, or were you really into books at that time? And like, you had a bunch of books you wanted to read, and you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "That seems that's the vibe I got." That's mm-hmm. why I'm yeah, asking. Yeah. Okay. And I think you had something good started with, um, uh, like the the quality the. The way you wanted to edit it, but mm-hmm. then because of your editing laziness, I don't think it, you took it that extra f- step. Mm-hmm. But that first intro you did where, or not, it wasn't the first intro, but an intro you did where um, it was a really good song. And then on each beat, you changed positions in the car. Mm-hmm. That was a good intro. And then you had like. That one. I remember that one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. And then you didn't. 
I don't know if you actually used it for a video. I think you did, but on the one that you posted up on YouTube, you had like working title because yeah. you, you didn't set everything up. You were kind of just setting up the the way the shot was going to be and stuff, and that looked really nice. And I if like, you kind of kept that going with all the edits, mm. I think you, you could have gotten somewhere with that. Which is funny. Someone offered to edit my ten million dollars. Really? To like, I was like, no, I'm good. Then they're going to see the content. <laughs> you could have been like the Casey Neistat of booktubing. Really? You had like a viewer that just hit you up and was like... Yeah, I could edit videos for you, but for a fee, I was just oh, like... Oh, okay. That makes just sense. Like, yeah. nah. Man, that guy's hustling. Yeah. Wow. Apple probably gets like six or seven different people doing it. He's get, That guy's name was uh, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk? <laughs> Vaynerchuk. I think, I think he, he's good, doing good right now. Gary Vaynerchuk. So then you went from booktubing. What, what changed from there to streaming? Was it the editing? You know what's funny? I've always wanted to stream. I've... I've been talking about it for a, a long, long time, yeah. time, and I just never pulled the trigger because I knew it was going to take a lot of time, a lot of my time to set up. No, no. just like just to stream. Oh, to do it? Because if I wanted to do it, I needed to go hundred, a hundred, full hundred percent on it. Yeah, and so I've been very consistent. That's good. No, I think <laughs> that, that consistency has uh, reaped you a lot of rewards in terms of. Your growth, I just like I said earlier in this, we can go back to earlier episodes of the podcast and mm-hmm. and rem- like our discussions of you were just starting. You started what around the same time or or before? I think you started just before. I think like in January, right? February. Okay, so that was yeah. This started February, so it might have been a week or two off from each other. But yeah, so like you were that was when you started, and now you have over five hundred subscribers. That's it. And. For those aspiring YouTube people, tell us. I was stuck at twenty for the long years. Stuck at twenty. But this, this is before you were streaming. This is before okay. I was streaming. Like, <laughs> for started, years, you yeah, started, started in February. <laughs> but then I like. I guess my only advice is for people who want to. I don't see myself making a living off of it. I mean, that would be nice. I just hey, you shoot for there. Yeah, the I know. I'm get. just gonna just. Keep Ride the going. wave. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep on going and see what how far I can go. Yeah, but. maybe it takes you. You learn from it, and then you, you find out there's a better outlet for what you're doing. My advice is, you got to be consistent, and you got to make something that'll go viral. And I can't tell you what that key yeah. to success is. You just got to keep on making something. Oh, Hopefully, it gets viral. My thing is, is it has to be timing. So, like for example. Ready Player One hasn't come out yet. There aren't that many good Ready Player One videos. You have to somehow make a good Ready Player One video. And so when that hits, when people type in Ready Player One, you are the first. Yeah, page. you're in the top. And you've done that with, with like Instagram. social media posts. Yep. Um, and, and, and the thing is, like specifically The Walking Dead, you put it like a really good meme, mm-hmm. um, got you a bunch of followers, a bunch of likes. But had you been able to promote your, had you been streaming at that time and promoted that at the same time, you could have gotten a lot of followers too. Sure. My Monster Hunter reaction video is at almost two. It's at two thousand views, and if I streamed, streamed it, edited it when it came out, I would be on the front page. I'm at the second page of the search results. Wow! So it's all about timing and yeah. what's hot. And Opportunity. Yeah. Awesome. Good advice. I'm still learning. Yeah, that's just from hey, my experience. You, you teach it to someone else; someone teaches it to you. <laughs> that's just my. Experience. You'll probably. I, I'm curious what you'll hear at TwitchCon. Mm. That'll be an interesting uh, experience. I want to hear about a network. Now, yeah. I think that's important too. And like, I'm introverted, so it's going to be really hard to talk to people. So. Yeah, I mean, I've just outside of the streaming, I've noticed you've you've been more 
vocal and social, not social, but more extroverted Mm -hmm. outside of your streaming. I think Mm -hmm. it's bled into other aspects of your life um, and in a positive way. So that's, that's, uh, it's cool. Um, Anything, anything else? I mean, the goal is to create content and make a living off of it. I don't know if it's realistic, but we'll see. We'll see what it, what happens. Okay. Let's uh, jump into your James Lipton. Your questions. <clears throat> what is your favorite word? Damn. <laughs> is it damn? I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be philosophical. Love. Ooh. Ooey gooey. <laughs> your mod. What is your least favorite word? Hate. Dang. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, <laughs> or emotionally? Opa. Is it Opa. as good as Vargas's? Opa. No, it's... Um, <laughs> when I see a story really well done, like good media, if a song's really well created, or a story that's really well created. Like that Despacito song right now? Right? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> okay. What turns you off? complainers i hate people who complain because like i feel like the circumstances that you're in most of the time are controllable I'm and su- you can make surprise your friends with me man i feel like i complain <laughs> all the time <laughs> i don't think you complain keep, a lot keep your enemies close <laughs> keep your friends <laughs> close your enemies close i don't think you complain a lot <laughs> people who complain that turns me off okay what is your favorite curse word it's a korean curse word which basically Damn, that sounds badass. It's, it's the same as <laughs> bitch. Like I've heard it before. It's it's the same as bitch, but for some strange reason, like it's like ten times worse. And oh, then wow. since say it's like it, a, can you say it one more time? It sounds like you just like kamehameha me <laughs> with words. <laughs> it literally means Wait, say it one more time. It literally means like you're a dog's bastard. Something like that. Damn. But it means bitch. Okay. But 10 times worse. <laughs> the, you said it with some umph to it. Some some chutzpah. What is your... Uh, Kesekia. <laughs> Go to Korean barbecue. <laughs> what? I just want apples, man. Korean barbecue again. White blacklisted. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say two things. I love the sound of laughter. And the sound of rain. Ooh, laughter because dude, I love making people laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to do it on Twitch. And then you cry I later. can't see them laughing. I can't even see them LOL and I know they're laughing. I laugh. I get marked I get marked for laughing too much, apparently. You gotta change that. <laughs> LOL, uh, you've said this way too many if times. If I no, if I say haha, but I make it longer than like eight, it marks me. It's like oh, you can't funny. you're spamming, stop. Like don't do it again. First warning. Add I, extra A's in there. Nightbot, dude. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Hmm. Damn. The alarm clock. It's too real. Fucking alarm clocks, dude. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I think it would have been cool if I tried teaching. Yeah? I don't know what subject, but just teaching. I hear the page Chemistry? Bad. Yeah, I know the Pays well. I mean, it pays bad, but the chemistry. <laughs> Mr. White. Shit. Um, what profession would you not like to do? Busboy slash dishwasher. 
You've from experience. Okay. From experience. Is it the well, last one? One more? Two more. Two more. Or no, one more. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? GG. Dang. Game <laughs> over. <laughs> I'm going to add one more. And this has to do with you always um, wanting to add that one perfect question when you meet when you meet like a like the authors or sure. okay. creators or anything that you meet. Um, what Harry Potter house are you? Oh, Ravenclaw. Dang. Always. And then for me, it's um, Slytherin. I'm actually I can't Slytherin. believe that. He's I'm a Slytherin? Slytherin? Yeah, I don't believe it. He lied on his question. I did not. I was as truthful <laughs> as I was. Because I'm a very blunt, straightforward guy. So I put... Let's, let's add one more question. What house would you be in in Game of Thrones? Dang. That one's hard. Because I, I honestly think I'd be... Um, is it... No, it's um, Lannister, to be honest with you. I think that's like if there was a questionnaire, I think I would fall into House Lannister. Yeah. House Stark. Yeah. I would like to be House Stark, but I think as 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 the way I am and answering questions, I think I'd fall into House Lannister. That's a tough one. I I need to read more about what the house like I'm just thinking of just like characters in the show. Yeah, exactly. Less than what the house lore is. So I my answer would be very uneducated, I would say. But I'd wanna be House Davos. Oh, so Davos. Davos, the Onion Knight. But Onion Knight. a part of me thinks I would be maybe a Baratheon. But mm. I don't know, because the, each of the brothers, I get a different yeah. vibe. So I don't know where I would fit. Um, maybe House Payne <laughs> of Sun Podrick. House of Pain. Elaine Payne. But, yeah, well, uh, for, for Hogwarts... Um, House Hufflepuff, bro. Dang. Hufflepuff in the house. Potato? Hardware. <laughs> I'm a potato. I don't know. I always get like the two main characteristics I get away from Hufflepuff is loyal and hardworking. And mm. I may not be the smartest guy. I may not be the bravest guy, but I feel like I'm very loyal. Um, and I just work my ass off. Slytherin are you loyal? I don't know what <laughs> Until they bite you. Okay. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn, okay. man. Fuck. Um, I was born when I was a young warthog. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a young warthog. <laughs> uh, no, so um, I was born uh, in Oklahoma in a small town. That, okay. Yeah. I was an, I'm technically, by definition, an Okie. An okay. Nice. Because in the in the book Grapes of Wrath, the derogatory derogatory term Okie originated from any of the people that left Oklahoma due to the Dust Bowl or due to poor circumstances and came to California with hopes and dreams. And that's literally what I did. Wow. <laughs> well, not in poor conditions, but we were all hating Oklahoma. Yeah. Like we all loathed it. Um my parents made some decisions to be like, oh, this would be a good opportunity. Work-wise, it was. Uh, they came, they, they're first-generation immigrants, so they came in, they were born in Iran, and then they came here, um, studied here and everything, and then they moved, for whatever reason, to Oklahoma. I think the place my dad worked was like the main thing keeping that town alive. It was like a refinery thing. Wow. Um, anyway, so I lived there for uh, technically... 14 years with an asterisk. One of those years, I lived in Utah. I lived in Salt Lake City. Um, and that was my first time being exposed to a, a, a Nintendo, an NES. Mm. So that's 13? when you were born, pretty much. No, no, no. no. no I, I learned about gaming before then. But no, no, no. Actually, yeah, no, that was like four years old or three years old or something. Yeah, yeah. So that was my first time, yeah. 
And I did, all I knew was the 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 what's the level? The dungeon level, not the dungeon, the the underground level in Mario. I remember oh, yeah, seeing yeah. that eight bit, and I was like, "What is this game thing?" Yeah. The controllers, like it was again, it was at a friend's house. I never owned any of this. I didn't know. I I was a toddler for all intents and purposes. Uh, even though that's a little bit older than taller, but give you get what I mean. He'd give you the controller that's not plugged in your brother. <laughs> <laughs> that totally that is uh, what I learned to do to my brothers, <laughs> and I'll get to that. But so anyway, I, I moved back to Oklahoma, and then um, it was I don't know what the reason was. Uh, we, we just went there, stayed for a year, and then came back, and then um, lived in Oklahoma. Lived in a small town. We had a small neighborhood, very religious town. Um, I was never really religious. My family grew up with a sort of background of Muslim. Like they were raised in Muslim households, but they weren't ever really like devout Muslims and living in the small town that was like right in the Bible belt, they were sort of out of place. Mm-hmm. And I think for new more than just religion, but also for ethnicity and stuff, like they, there was no one else. Everyone else was like a local. Right. So it was kind of like we had one, we saw one family there that was like close to it, like similar background, I would say. And my family clinged to that. And I didn't really have anyone to socialize with, I would say. Um, so it was kind of odd for me. I, I would see things. I'm like, why are they on those little carpet things? Like, I, it was all foreign to me. Why were people going to church? Like, I always thought they were going to like camp. I was like, <laughs> man, I want to go to the, the activity thing on Sundays. And yeah. my parents like, we'll explain later. It's complicated. <laughs> um, eventually, uh, there was a lot of tornadoes. Um, that was an interesting thing. I remember sort of thinking of it like Sim. You know how Sim City has natural disasters. Mm-hmm. I never understood any of the other ones. Like I didn't know what a hurricane really was. I knew it was a swirly wind, but I was like, it's just a big tornado because everything to me was like it's tornado or monsters. Yeah. Um, going more into, I guess, like social side. Um, I. I don't know. I was kind of like a short kid. I think I got picked on a lot for that. Um, and at least when I was younger, like I was a really scrawny, tiny kid. I had allergies. So I had like number of reasons to like, I tried being outdoors. I like playing with people mm-hmm. and I would just try to play whatever was being played. So like we'd play in people's front yards, backyards, but all, the hindering thing to me was always my allergies. Like I couldn't breathe. I had, I was alert. My friends had pets. I was allergic to them severely. Like I went to one girl's house. She had like six cats. Ooh. My face was closed up. Like wow, they <laughs> it was bad. And do I was you, like, "Why is this happening to me? Why do I have so many problems?" Do you currently have pets? No, but I'm. So I took allergy shots mm-hmm. for five years, and now I'm good. I lived with a friend that had cats, and I was fine. Now you're like and the Superman to animals. Now you're the cat whisperer. I'm the cat whisperer. <laughs> I actually really want a dog. So if, if oh, nice. that's something I, I want one day. And the only thing holding me back, like our apartment could hold dogs right now, but the only thing holding me back is I, I feel like the dog I want is like a golden retriever or a husky. I want something Very like, active. like oh, an yeah. active one and like a larger something one. Big, yeah. And I feel like it'd be a, it'd be mean to them if we don't have a yard of Definitely, some kind. Yeah. And I know we have plenty of parks around here, but I'm just like, I want to have a yard where I could just like go in back, sit down, like toss a ball to them. Like my girlfriend's um, dad, they have a nice yard, and I love playing with the dog in the backyard. But anyway, going back in time. Um, yeah, so that was always hindering. So I ended up staying inside a lot, and we had a computer, and I remember it was like 95. It was on the verge of going from 
like command prompts to oh, 90 windows 95 DOS commands. dos commands yeah and i was playing games where it's like you have to type in the thing dir yeah cd, <laughs> yeah. CD doom and it, it felt like it was a it was like a you had to pass through this trial in order to reach the reward mm -hmm. which is the game and then eventually i got to the actual games and there was a game i remember playing it was like tomb raider but with a blonde chick instead of tomb raider um I played a lot, a lot of that. I didn't own a console until way later. My my main outlet of like playing games was always friends. I was the one going to a friend's house that had a Super Nintendo or uh, a Game Boy or who knows, you know, you name it. I never had it. Yeah. And there, I, then it, we, we went to Walmart. I'd be like, Mom, I'm, I'm going to be in the electronics section because <laughs> there's a little play outlet that I could just look up at and then just play till you're done. And then that was my chance to play a demo of something over and over. I'm like, oh, I know this demo. I'm going to pro, <laughs> like, speed run it. And then, like, crowd forms, like, give <laughs> yeah. little kids, like, these, like, they get real close yeah. to Yeah. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> um, and I was an only child at this point, but I, around, like, when I was uh, six, I, I got a, my brother was born. And that was a really nice thing. Like, at the time, I was like, player two just arrived. Like, we can just, like, start playing. Like, he'll be at my level, like, where this... <laughs> we can, I didn't realize the realities of, they're a baby. There's no certain... Like, you got to be careful, all that shit. But it was still, like, we got to points where I would... Like, that became fun to me. Because yeah. I felt like I had... I may not have had a, someone to play with at the time. But I had a, someone to entertain. That's and right. I loved entertaining. <laughs> I look back at a few of my videos and I was like, he would touch me, like my arm, and then I would flip. And onto the floor, like he just annihilated me, like a Power Ranger. <laughs> like wrestling already. He, yeah. And then he would grab my arm, like not even grab, he would just like wave or like throw, like motion to move at me. And I would like twirl and then backflip <laughs> onto a beanbag chair. And I was like, what? I look at it, I'm like, how the fuck was I so acrobatic? <laughs> Um, I tried soccer for a while, again, allergies, so I was, like, always a defender. I, to this day, have never made a, ba a soccer goal, and I was like, I'll never make a, a soccer goal. That's funny. And Mario Strikers. Yeah. Still, still. I mean, I can kick some ass in Mars. I played a lot of sports video games. Like, I had family, and I would see them over the summers, and bring my... I got a Nintendo 64 eventually. Mm -hmm. That was, like, the first major console. Um, and I loved playing, like, sports games, like FIFA, FIFA... I love playing Blitz because I felt like there was it was less rules and more fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, those those stuck with me more. Um, my first comic, I will, I to this day have. I think I've told the story. My dad, I, he just one day decided to come home and he brought home like a little like paper bag and I looked in it. And it was a knuck, Knuckles Knuckles the Echidna comic. Um, I don't know something you about this, right? I love that. I love that comic, <laughs> but it was bittersweet because I don't know if I if I recall saying. The comic shop he wouldn't let me go to because it was A, in the bad part of town, and B, the owner, the store previously was a gay strip club or something. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and it was the same owner. Oh, and he, they were wow. like, you're, you're like eight or nine. We don't want to like, I don't know. They were like very conservative in terms of that stuff. So they were like afraid of like exposing me to some bad crowds or something. We don't, we don't want you to go into this place. <laughs> but we're going to give you the thing. Here's something that's an enticement <laughs> to fucking, go, by the way. I to this day don't know what. <laughs> they gave me, like I got into some weird, not weird stuff, but like Nick, niche things. Like I got into hacky sacks big time yeah, for okay. a long time. Like from fourth grade till 
like my senior year of high school, I was hacky sack. There's like um, marbles. There's pogs. Yes, yeah. yo-yos. I was big yo-yos. into yo-yos. yo-yos is- I still have my yo-yo. I did free freehand ones where it's like on a ball or counterweight. Those two were like my favorite like side hobbies. Um, I was I was one of those weird kids that I don't know if you guys were into, but Weird Al Yankovic was like my first album. <laughs> like my introduction to to owning CDs was yeah. him. And I was like, this is music to me. You I don't know. You're fat. I related to that. There was a period of time where I was very self-conscious and depressed when I was in like really young. Like I got picked on already before then, but then because of like just eating habits and stuff, um, I would listen to him and he would be like, humor, humor will help you like A, not feel sad, but B, also be like, you know what? You, you'll deal with it like however you deal with it, but just own it like have the confidence regardless mm-hmm. so i would i had that um something that I, ha- I i don't i've kind of evolved i could say with the content creation is like i was artistic to some i like drawing a lot like that's something from early on i would draw i would I'd sketch and i learned how to draw more and more um actually in high school i got like i got my art put up in a local exhibit in irvine and then i had like a scholarship for art and I wanted to be a comic book artist, like for the longest time. I, I really got into comic books way more when I came to California. Yeah. Um, and all I would do is we would go to the, our nearest department was when, like a Barnes. When did you go, come to California? What age? Uh, 14. Um, so it was, yeah, 14. I came. It was one year into high school. And then I came here. Was it like a shock? You're like, it felt weird because I'm used to, we would always travel to big cities and they would always be like an hour or two. So like from here to LA, for instance, but there would be nothing from here to there. Like it'd just be cable, uh, electric wire. Mm-hmm. And you just gaze at that for a fucking hour and a half while listening to something until you pass out. And then you're like, oh fuck, okay, we're here. Here, it just felt like a mega, mega city, like dread, like mega city one. <laughs> it was like, it's a merger of all these cities and stuff and it blew my mind. Now I'm like, wow, I kind of wish there was some space, but maybe not to this, to that extreme. Yeah. Um, but it was a big sho- uh, shocker. Um, seeing highways that were more than two lanes wide <laughs> blew my mind. And thinking back to it now, I'm like, fuck, there's six lanes each way. What the <laughs> fuck? And um, there's still traffic. Yeah, this is goddamn. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, going back. So I, I would, my thing was, I, I didn't. I would try to do live sketches and stuff, but mm-hmm. I was big on like, if I like an artist, imitate. So mm-hmm. I would literally, my brother, I think to this day hated it. I'd be like, let's go to Barnes. He'd be like, okay, he thinks it's like 20, 30 minutes. I would literally go around the store and I would go to the comic section, beeline it there. I'd grab every trade they had that I wanted. I grabbed like 14 volumes of Ultimate Spider-Man, three mm-hmm. volumes of X-Men, two volumes of Batman, and stack them up on a table and I just go through them and just like either trace or copy. Like I would have it side by side yeah. and try Hellboy. I read all of them. Mm. And I, you know, I'm a kid. I, I didn't have money to buy them. So I didn't feel bad of like I'm reading them while I'm in store because they offered that. But mm-hmm. when I went to, when I started discovering comic shops here, it was a big part of like my high school route. I would go to school. I didn't have a locker. So I had a fucking like camping okay. backpack. Me with, too. It sucked. All your books. Summer was the worst. My backpacks would break sometimes. I if I look at I think my folks still have the backpack I had. The thing's the size of like the backs of these chairs, <laughs> and it's filled with like books and shit. 
I would have to lug that while wearing jeans in like a summer heat and like my my boxers would just oh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Anyway, I would take the bus all the way or past my home and I would go to UCI where I knew the nearest comic shop was. Go, I would have a pull list. I would grab my comics. I thought a pull list was so cool. Having a <laughs> having a comic shop was cool to me. I was like, I finally have it. It's like it's achievable and it's it wasn't a gay club before. Yeah. <laughs> the guy was... I have, I have a beef with him, but anyway. So I stopped going there because they were dicks. But um, that was a cool experience to have like a comic shop I could go to after. On Wednesdays, I would go and then walk home or whatever. Um, gaming throughout this whole time, I was like... It was N64. Then it was Game Boy. Um, then I skipped a bit. Then Xbox. And, and, and from Xbox, I went to PS3 and... I did PC a lot. I was a big PC gamer. Building my first PC was like the equivalent of people's memories with their first car for mm. me. Like when I think of my first PC, I I have nothing but happy memories. Even when I was frustrated with like overclocking it and fucking up the CPU, I was like, fuck. But it was fun just like tinkering and being yeah. that sort of like you created did, this thing. Did you buy like the really good parts or did you buy like kind of mid midway parts and then up overclock them and stuff like that so this is how it was my uncle um worked at a like a i think at the time he worked at like intel mm -hmm. and so he's like you know what your parents said if you pass this test that i give you for knowledge of building a cpu and cpu part or computer Shit. parts i'll give you the approval stamp and we'll go and i'll show you how to build a computer so i studied all summer while I was visiting my family over um, to see them, and he gave me the test. I never, I never studied so hard to understand what USB, what RAM, what all that shit was. Um, but I studied, I, I learned it all, and then he's like, "All right, you're ready." So he took me to Fry's. <laughs> Anaheim? <laughs> no, this was up in Oregon. Okay. Fry's was heaven to me. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like it I was. was, hell, it was hell <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting. Different viewpoints. Like I was used to Best Buy where everything was pre-made. Mm. It's like you have to buy this Dell, you have to buy yeah. this Gateway, you have to buy this Macintosh. The Alienware was the elite thing. That, but yeah, it's still kind but of then, but yeah, I know. But like ha having the ability to be like, you want this cool fucking case with this <laughs> door on it? I was a dumbass and wanted a door and a lock on mine. That backfired hard. <laughs> Because then my parents were like, all right, you can't play lock. Oh, God. Oh, I was like, I'm an idiot. Why did I do this? Anyway, I built it, put it together, ran it. And then he's like, here, we're going to put this new CPU in. It's a it's a Pentium 4. Oh, my God. He's like, we're going to overclock this sucker. And then after that, like, I the one thing we didn't learn too much about was overclocking. And... I he taught me how to briefly of how to, but not I didn't know what to gauge of like what was okay, what wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I think I tried overclocking too much, and I was playing Warcraft three. From that point on, every time I played Warcraft three for more than thirty minutes, my computer would just restart. So I was like, <laughs> "This is my auto timer for how much I'm playing Warcraft." <laughs> thirty minutes, 30 minute so sessions. Um, I I was a huge. I'm to this day a first person shooter fan. Um, that was big. I remember my first. Go, I'm jumping around here. Yeah. Comics. My first uh, trade that I bought was uh, the Long Halloween mm -hmm. Batman. Oh wow! Tim Sale. And it was alongside uh, Batman the 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 Dark Knight Strikes Back, not the first oh, Frank Miller one, uh, the second one. See, the thing was, I liked the art style to it. Uh -huh. I like. I was like, I can draw this for days. I I want to practice. Then I, you know, I. 
educated myself more and more on comics and I would reread a lot of things. I would be like, what is a comic I want to keep for the art but also for the story that mm-hmm. I can reread? Because I, I was very strapped on cash at the time. Um, so I picked a lot of things and I'd be like, I'm rereading Civil War. I'm rereading Infinite Crisis. Did you read Dark Knight before picking that up? No. Oh, shit. So it was weird for me. <laughs> I read. I remember reading Hush, Dark Knight Strikes Back, and Long Halloween okay. at around the same time and I was like, fuck, which one do I want to buy? I was like, I like all of them. And I was like, I want one. I want to keep it in my, I want to have a library. Um, so that was the start. And I kind of like, I've, I've explained in the past, like how my comic knowledge and stuff has changed. Like I followed characters then I followed writers and artists and this and that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's refined. Um, with books, there was a, I wish I had, I mean, I'm, I don't want to knock my, my family for this, but there's one thing that I, I wish I fought more for, and I wish they didn't push as hard on. But I would read, a, I would read Star Wars expanded books, um, like no other. Like they were, I never was interested. Before that, it was like Scholastic book orders. I would read <laughs> oh, the Hank yeah. the Cowardly yeah. Dog, like yeah. tiny books. But when I found out Star Wars had expanded novels of like their lore, I was like, I'm in. And I would finish them in a week. I was like, boom, 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 next one, next one. And my parents were like, read something else. Like, read something nonfiction or read something from a different genre. I'm like, I like these. Like, let me, I just want to read these. Like, I'll read whatever I want. Like, this is my free time. I'll yeah. read what I want to read. I don't really have to read the books that school's making me read. Eventually, I got tired of fighting, and I think I just gave up. And I mm. regret doing that. And I, But I, that's why I'm, like, saying I don't, I regret my side, but I also regret, like, why did they push mm-hmm. against it so hard? Like I felt like it should have been welcome, but right. I it it is what it is. I did for a long period not read, and I think it was, um, and near the end of college, a movie intrigued me. The girl with the dragon tattoo. Ooh. Now you know, I was like, you know what? There's a book. I'm gonna try and read the book before this movie comes out because I'm gonna see it opening weekend, and it came out in a week. I read that book in like three days. I was nice. like. This book is amazing. And I was reading book. I read the rest of the series. I, re- I started reading other shit. Game of Thrones. I jumped in. I read all of them. I, I, mar- like from, I went on a hot streak. And wow. then I think... Yeah, way back into it again. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'd gotten way back into reading again. Yeah, I was, I was like, fuck yeah. This is what I missed out on. I got to catch up on Lost Time. And then it was like I put other hobbies to the side. And I was like, I kind of want to bring some of these hobbies back. Um. So that, that there's the balance of that stuff. Movies, always been a fan. I remember I would always rent stuff. Friends, like, I look at some hobbies, and I had... So I didn't have all my hobbies where it's like, I would either... Like you said with Games Vargas, mm-hmm. where it's like, they were just for you. You didn't really... They weren't like social outlets with yeah. groups. I tried sometimes, but it was more... I wasn't able to see my friends, either because they're on the other side of town, or they lived somewhere else, or mm-hmm. I moved, or whatever. So there's a lot of times... A for that and B for interest. I had like wrestling. No one I knew liked wrestling. Yeah. Eventually I got into a thing where I was like, these are just my own. Like I have things that I'll hang out and talk to with friends, but then I'll have things that are just me. And I accepted that. But then I slowly started meeting like one or two individuals that liked some of these things. And then I slowly started becoming more extroverted with people. Like I wasn't how I am now. I used to be very shy and Mm -hmm. quiet and timid and passive and pushovery. I feel like I'm something happened and I snapped. I fucking lost it and I was like, "Fuck the world! The world is fucked now because now (laughs) I have to deal with this crush." Um, And so yeah, I I just started like, if you don't like it, I'm gonna share it with you. Like this is why it's fucking amazing. I got very like persuasive and I would try and pitch it. Yeah. Why did like? There's so much positive. Like I wouldn't be like hammering people and shoving it down their throats. I'd be like. 
you know what? We could watch wrestling. If, if none of you guys could come with something to watch on Netflix, let's watch some wrestling. <laughs> and then like, they're like, fine. And they'd watch a little bit of it. And then I'd find humor in it. Or I'd find something positive that I could see, I could find them to correlate it to or enjoy out of it at least. Yeah. And they'd latch onto that. And that sort of became our thing. Even though they weren't liking it for the same reasons I liked it. I was like, I gotta, I gotta wait. Yeah. Like my classmates, they're like, fucking wrestling is stupid. But I like, I would come back excited. For, like I would leave and go to a uh, Honda Center. And I would come back and I would be like, dude, holy shit. CM Punk just threw down with John Cena. There was a kid yelling at me and I was saying like, boo, John Cena. And the kid yelled at me. And they're like, oh shit, that got intense. All this shit. And they're like, they got into it. I was yeah. like, that's cool. Um, that was the other thing. Live events. Like when I came to California, another eye-opening thing was like, I was still in art. Deviant Art had an expo. And I was like, I want to go to this. This is cool. It was literally a warehouse with like some tablet yeah. like wake wake calm things and sh two artists that I knew one of them is big now sh uh, Sean Galloway he did the animated Hellboy and he did the ultimate Spider-Man animated series okay I was sitting on the couch next to him and I followed him on DeviantArt and then from there I was like Wizard World um I'll go to this I'll go to that like there was a Long Beach con the uh, comic con a few times yeah. it's like I started being exposed to conventions and I liked the atmosphere of it. I was like, mm -hmm. this is my Mecca. Like <laughs> there's just, I like, I don't care what the panels are. I just like seeing the people. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with wrestling. I was like, holy shit, and I can go to a live event. Cosplay. Cosplay. <laughs> like that's something I like dabbling in, but it wasn't anything I was like really invested in. I do enjoy the photography of it. I do enjoy the process of making that stuff too. Shout outs to Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the boobs. <laughs> Vargas. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, those are my hobbies. I kind of got to a point with, with some of them where I did want to create communities. I saw that I was like fostering some friendships. So I was like, I can, my enthusiasm can well bring people to something to like a, like a, just a group of friends and something. So I would try a comic show with my friend. Um, we did YouTube, like he want, he was a film major and I love comics. I want to talk about him. I'm like, I kind of want an outlet for this because I've been studying and slaving away and I didn't really have any fun outlet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is perfect for both of us. And we did it for almost two years. And we got to a point where it was just like, we're flipping phones on fucking uh, computer chairs. And then we went up to like film recording equipment with a sound mic inside a comic shop with guests and stuff. I was like, damn, there's like, I loved seeing that progression. Like how you've seen yours channel progress and stuff. Um, that was a good feeling, but we had, we were at different places at the end of it. And so I think we had to just, you know, put it apart, which is sad. But, um, at that point with my edu like work in education, uh, I had gone to Cal State Fullerton. Um, I wanted to go to art, but then my family kept pushing, pressuring, like you can't, you know, really, it's, a, it's hard to sustain a living. And we're, you know, they were concerned about the being able to survive aspect. Yeah. Like we moved out here because we want opportunities for you guys with education, being more open. Um, and they were like, well, let's try and spin it. Like, what else do you like? I was like, I do like physics. I like that the application of science. I didn't so much like the concepts of like biology mm -hmm. and chemistry. So I was like, physics is cool. Cause I started seeing movies. I'm like, oh, there's physics right there. Oh, there's <laughs> like the Neil deGrasse Tyson like type stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe I like architecture because I like the sketching, but I also like the structure it had. Um, I think I jumped on it too late and I couldn't find a way to transfer into anything or get accepted anywhere. And so I was like, okay, well, how else can I pivot this? 
And I was thinking more in the physics side of things and less the, I was like more art is going to be more of a side thing and the physics, the, the science, the math. I was like, I enjoy math. I enjoy puzzles. I enjoy logic, you know, figuring, making sense of things. I was like, maybe I'll go into some other sort of engineering. Um, and I went towards mechanical cause I like physics again. Yeah. And that was like my, my lead in my, I had a really good teacher. He would always be like, all right, Indiana Jones has his whip or Superman is, has, is traveling at this velocity. He need, how much does he need to accelerate in order to catch the Lotus Lane by this time? I'm like, <laughs> and is he going to catch her or not? I'm like, all right, this is obvious. He's not going to let Lois die. So yeah. yes, he is. So I'll get partial credit. <laughs> now I just need to figure out how, um, then I transferred to junior college. Um, kind of, I feel like I focused too much on making friends there than I did working towards like, doing well and I was able to catch myself early enough to make something of it still and I transferred to Fullerton that was a very Rudy moment for me I was really big on the movie Rudy oh. where have you guys seen the film yeah uh, no you haven't oh I probably have shot with, shot with uh, yeah with uh, Samwise he's playing for Notre a foot, for, for, uh, football team Notre Dame probably so there's a big part where he's trying to get into to Notre Dame mm-hmm. to play football and he got into the junior college but he didn't have the grades to make it. And he just kept applying, kept applying, kept getting rejection letters. To me, that's such a chilling moment because when he finally got the acceptance, his enjoyment of it, I like. I remember when I got my, ex- I got my rejection from there and then the next week I got my acceptance. And the rejection was because I didn't give them individual grades. I gave them my overall grades. Yeah. Like I gave them the same grades, but they were just collected. It was like the moment in Pursuit of Happiness when Will Smith gets a job. Well, tomorrow, I need you to wear a suit. Damn. So Smith, like, you got it. You got it. And then he walks out. I'm super happy. To start just, yeah. But for me, with the way, she, with the way uh, Rudy was, I just I felt that persistence in him. And then his relief felt relatable. Like, I had a similar moment. And I went back and watched that scene. And it gave me chills. <laughs> like, I love it so much. Um, and I loved that movie so much. It felt like I was, like, living that. But yeah. I got into Fullerton. And then... Um, I met some great people. I, I'm best friends with some of them to this day. Um, one of my buddies, Ben, he, we ended up car- like after one s- semester or two, we ended up finding out we both live in Irvine and we start carpooling and then the rest was history. We're like, we've been friends since. Nice. Um, we, we ended up leading that department. Like our teachers were very hands off, but so then we ended up being like the president of that, of a club that ran that department, like the mechanical engineering society. Mm-hmm. So then we ran the area, so we're like, fuck, how did we end up, how did these two idiots end up in charge of this area? <laughs> but we ended up making, like, I learned a lot, uh, and I got out of my shell, and we built a race car, and we took it to Nebraska, and raised the money to get there, and to build it. Oh, nice. And I learned to, like, be a salesman, because we were like, we need money, how the fuck do we get this? So I literally started, like, sending templates of, like, hey, can you send us money? <laughs> Hey, can you send us money? And they would give us free parts, like things that we needed. They would, they like, yeah, we we gladly help a college team. Like we want to support Patreon before the Patreon. Yeah, I was featured in a magazine. Personally, I was featured in an interview somewhere. I, I was my my I was a meme. <laughs> my goal was like I need to find fame somehow. To, yeah, to this. And you created the engineering meme, Eng- Co- scumbag engineering meme. <laughs> Um, which is getting money off (laughs) royalties. Um, so yeah, after that I was like, okay, I'm going to, I need, I got to find a job and I ended up getting into aerospace, um, since then. And I've been in aerospace. I'm not in the same company I was in since then. Live to work or work to live. Um, 
I've been trying to answer that question. I right now I'm not working or living to work. It's not a passion, but I have improved my situation. I was in a a role where it was like I didn't feel like I was an engineer. I felt like that was tacked on. Yeah. I felt like they're giving me arts and crafts projects like I was writing up reports. They wanted this image here, that image there. I'm like, this has nothing to do with what the engineering to me was. So that frustrated me. But I found some opportunities where it's like, holy shit, now I'm actually using... Like, since graduating, I've never used the formulas up until now. Nice. And now I've been like... It's been hair pulling and it's been hard. But <laughs> I've survived this the, this opportunity that's been given to me. And I hope I... At least makes things a little bit better. Yeah. But to answer your question, I would like to get... I've been thinking about like, oh, what if I made some of my interests a career, like the community stuff, like the, like the monster meetup. That was like an opportunity thing where I was like, okay, and it still is where, a, I got to meet you guys through mm -hmm. that, which I've been very appreciative of, and like meeting you guys as well as being closer with some of these other friends we've had, like Keith, mm -hmm. uh, the Petites. Um, I feel like I have a lot of positive memories through the meetup, and then what it's led to now with like this, just us doing this yeah. has been a great thing that we found through that, which is awesome. <laughs> um, I look forward to, to it. Shout outs to Monster Hunter. Shout outs to Monster Hunter, man. Um, but like knowing that there's like a community, I was like, I feel like I could do something in that world, either through podcasts or through community management. So I'm trying to build a, I would say, Seven Nation Army. <laughs> I wouldn't say a set of skills, but more like uh, an experience, like having a reputation of like, hey, I've been uh, uh, hosting these meetups. I've I've been a, a co-host for for a podcast, yeah. uh, showing that I can be these things. Because I'd like to, in some capacity, one day, if this doesn't become something, then find some place where I could use those skills and make that a full time thing. Yeah. Um, Add it on your resume. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's been something that I've like, I have my like engineering stuff, and then I have my other version of a resume, which is like, oh, these are my, my like at my work, I, I had like a team building. Yeah. Uh, there was team builders, and uh, I looked at, it, I was like, hey, I like being at work events at work, and then I was like, this is also a great opportunity to be a, like working on community events. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this will be cool to double up on that. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'm at now. And this podcast has been something that I really enjoy doing. I want to try and do like sort of sort of regular, like not stream. I've, I don't think I can do the streaming as consistently as you have or as long, as many days as you have because I feel like I still do enjoy not playing while some people watch. I still do. I mean, I have my girlfriend at home and we kind of share a smaller space yeah. and that limits a lot of things. Cause it's like, well, she can't, I can't have, I can't ask her to be like quiet all the time. I, we, I have to, we, we have each other's space. We're trying to respect and we have, we have things that we like to do. Like we like watching a show together and stuff. So, um, or going for walks whenever we feel like it or something. So there's that. But I think what I'm going to try and do, I think I've talked about it, is like, do like, an episodic, more of like a YouTube thing where it's like every Sunday, like tune in, you'll see in a one or two hour of something. I'm like, I wholeheartedly agree with you about the whole consistency thing. Schedule is important. I, I feel think. like as long as you're reliable, I can build on everything else. I can make something higher quality or more yeah. entertaining. But I feel like if I just have that consistency, I've set the routine up and the habit up of mm -hmm. being like, the framework's there. Just improve it. Yeah. We, Same with this. I feel like we've come a long way. And so. we have something coming up. 
Yeah. July. It'll be fun. Know, I'm excited. Be, I like. <laughs> I, don't know. I was glad about that idea. It'll be. We'll, so. we'll talk about more of that that later. Um, but yeah, this one was planning on on being biweekly, and now it's yeah. It's, it's just straight out, right off the bat. We're, just like, <laughs> we're gonna do it every week. Yeah, I remember. So our original, one of my original goals in that first episode was like talking about our goals was doing 26 episodes in our first year. I'm like, if you add up everything we've done, I think we've hit it. Um, I really want to get that website set up and yeah. I want to do some other stuff like make a habit of writing. But like, I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. So mm-hmm. it's like, I want to read, I want to write, I want yeah. to watch TV. I'll yeah. fucking do everything in the goddamn world. Splitting yourself up, man. Yeah, it's hard. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I think that's everything. Yeah. Do you want to go into the questions here? Sure. I'll, I'll read them out to okay. you. I think I went a little long, but I'm it's sorry. Again. It's not again. Okay. All right. So number one, what is your favorite word? Mm. Um, Moist. Gulp. <laughs> Moist. Uh, my favorite word is um, potato. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're just throwing stuff out there. Don't, you know, don't want to have that like um, dinner. That empty space. Right, between, right, right. You know? I would say, I mean, this is one that comes to the top of my head. Like, there's other words, but I think uh, voluptuous Ooh. sounds really nice. Like, it just, it feels nice coming, rolling off the tongue. It's like mm. voluptuous. Like voluptuous. It, it, it rolls up. How would you describe something that's... <laughs> like, so, like, like Vargas's? <laughs> we'll get to that in the later question. <laughs> All right. So, and, and to follow that one, what is your least favorite um, word? Uh, what, what? I think it's more like what yours was, where it's like the meaning of it. Or no, actually, my like least context. favorite word is stank. Just stank. Fuck. It's something like it's, it's bland. Hard. It's bland. Something bland. I would say something like basic. Basic bitch. No. <laughs> uh, fuck. This is hard. Nothing's coming to mind. Just it's just like a yeah, blank in my head. That's why I was like stinky, and it's like stinky isn't the word I hate, but um, stench, stench. Yeah, going closer to what I was. Thinking. I mean, you said stinky, but like I think of like what, just what when I say it, it doesn't sound good. Yeah, like a, a stench is just like there's a foulness to it. What about Mucky. death stench armor though? Dang, <laughs> going to monster hunter there. All right, so we'll go with stench there. Okay, and then uh, what turns you on? Creatively, spiritually. Mm. Some big, nice, juicy... Melons. Me- watermelons. I love watermelons. No, I really do love watermelons. I had some for lunch today. Yeah, on um, a hot day, I just got to say, delicious. Delicious. Mm. What turns me on? I love... Av- creatively, I would, I would say just enthusiasm i was gonna say like passion because you just, have that like you radiate it when you're talking about wwe you're just like <laughs> i love uh, getting in but i love what, what this feels like it's a channeling of that because i love just us talking about just get when you find the thing that turns someone on exactly. and just diving into that topic when you see their eyes like yeah, yeah. light up and, Wonder and Woman. Start, <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, yeah, the, that, and that like empowers the, you. That the, makes the you conversation of it, the dialogue of it with one or more people mm-hmm. is what it turns around. Like ha- doing that, that Definitely. outlet is is very turns you on creatively. I love talking. I, I won't shut up. What turns you off? Um, lack of open mindedness. 
I would say like if like you go into conversation about like where how where's your what's your stance on something? Destiny two. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, and that switches off all the time. Just not being willing, even willing to discuss something. It's like when someone's already made up their mind about a conversation, um, and they go into it. It's like why are we even? Mm-hmm. What's what are we accomplishing having this conversation? And I've always had that where you're talking to someone, but if someone's always if someone's come to a conclusion on their own. It's difficult to convince them otherwise. They're, yeah, you know they they came to this conclusion of this answer on their own, and even even if it's like incorrect, they don't want to change that idea and, and they're sure. closed minded. I just thing. even like if I want, I'm curious if if they do disagree or they have a different opinion, why going in if they just shut? It's like they, people sometimes people just shut down. It's like okay, well you're just bashing and like going for emotional reactions yeah. rather than like an actual conversation. Yeah. Wrestling speak. Next one. (laughs) You just say that at Cross's chat. (laughs) We gotta cut that out. Don't 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 uh don't throw that out there all the time. (laughs) What is your favorite curse word? Mm. I mean bitch sound I I agree Mm -hmm. with you on bitch, Mm -hmm. but I love. I don't know. There's something about "damn it." Mm. I don't consider it a curse word, but really, I mean, if you want to throw it out that way, "damn." I don't think of "damn" as saying not like "damn you," but like "god damn it." Like fucking people get offended by "god damn it." Well, because God, (laughs) yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you throw it in context with other things, yeah, and I can, I, I, you know, it's a, and it's not too bad. It's like a, it's a word where. Depending on the context, it could be a curse word or it could not be a curse word. So you can kind of throw it. It has a lot of um, uh, meanings. Yeah, yeah meanings. For me, it's just changed. like a vent. I like fuck. Fuck is a very strong uh, when you're yelling it or when you're saying it like driving or just it has many different depending on your tone and your, your context. It has it's very versatile. But damn, I feel like it's very. It has. One, it does one job and it does it well. And yeah. It's just like it just lets it out. It's like God. It's just damn. I used to not curse and fudge was my go-to word. Fudge. Just, just let you guys know. <laughs> um, but next up, uh, what sound or noise do you love? I love. It doesn't even have to be if I'm the one uh, causing it, but I love when someone reaches that point where they're just hysterically laughing. Like the uncontrollable, like oh, you know, I had to show you a video later. Okay, but like <laughs> I know when I hit that, but I what I love when if a I can get them to the, get them it. to that point, but if they just if I'm there when they're at that point, I feel like it's a sense of like intimacy where mm-hmm. it's like you they've a lot they feel comfortable enough to like enjoy something so much so that they it's I would say it's the positive of the same as if someone is comfortable or not comfortable but cries in front of someone like that mm. i feel like people shy away from crying in public there's a sense of openness to yeah it. there's an openness to it but i like the laughter side of it like yeah. there is an intimacy and closeness with the crying as well or anger sometimes sometimes people are like they save their hatred or like when they really want to blow up for <coughs> private or like close friends and family but again the laughter is my favorite cool and then uh what sound or noise do you hate a weak fart like it just no no that's that's good that's like honed in it's just like one where it has no umph it's just like no those are those are like silent like quick like but what if because they're trying to hide it you know it's gonna be weak no not even no the hiding you can still get something out of 
like it comes out in some way, but it's like when you're, let's say you're pushing yeah. and I'm going to, I might get into too much detail here. So be warned, but it's like, you're pushing for a fart to come out and you feel like there's, there's some umph to it. Like there's the air and you're like, this one's going to be good. And it just comes out and it's like, like, it's just put. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> if you want to continue Jay, with those questions. Number eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would like to be a game show host. Ooh, nice. <laughs> I fuck I with the contestants it. so much. Oh, he's mentioned wrestling. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. going to fight. Yeah, okay. If I can, I, wait, wait, retract. I knew it. <laughs> Pro wrestler. Oh, nice. Yeah. Who would you fight? Fucking you, dang. I would fight. No. No, no. I, <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, Chris Jericho would be a good one. Um, that's still wrestling. I would Chris Jericho would be fun just because I his wrestling is like he wrestles, but at the same time there's like a lot of verbiage and, st- yeah. and physical uh, like visual stuff going on. Um, he would be one. Yeah, that's one I can think of. Chris Jericho and what? AJ Styles would be a cool one. <laughs> oh, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Okay. What profession would you not like to do? Um. Uh. I would say like a grocery store cashier. Mm. That I could not. No, 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 no. no. I got one worse. I've always wondered, and this is no offense to someone that does this, but I, I've learned to hate driving. If I was a bus driver, I would probably lose my mind. Wow. No offense to them, but I cannot imagine just making the same stops. And in driving and sitting through traffic and like I don't being know. being the like because every time I see a bus stop, the traffic behind him if they don't move it fucks everything. Yeah. I'm like I don't want to be that and no. I, I I also don't want to have to try and I just feel like there's too much to it. And what if I get Dennis Hopper planting a bomb on mine? Yeah. <laughs> just don't go below fifty. Yeah, just don't fifty five or whatever. Like, no, yeah, in in fucking California that that was really <laughs> realistic. What's funny is I think I would get a state of like meditation. Just doing that over and over and over again. I think I could I, get that from taxi, maybe. Yeah, but I, I don't think I could do it with a bus. I wouldn't care how fast I'm going. I obviously can't go fast. Sure. You know, that would just stop. It'd be monotonous. But I, it, it'd be to a point where it might be dangerous, actually. To me. Yeah. <laughs> I might just forget See? and yeah. just continue driving. Yeah, it's dangerous. Okay. And the last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? It's prime time. Dang. <laughs> Money bitch. in the bank. It's prime time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun, guys. Yeah, it's good. So that's that's an introduction to us, you guys. Tune in next week for chapter two of our lives. Chapter two. <laughs> no, for no, another two-hour we'll, segment. We'll go back to normal on our 21st episode. Yeah, I, I have some topics I really want to bring up. I yeah. think it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed this, I, I hope you enjoyed um, learning a little bit about us. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. You can reach us at asktheweeklydlc at gmail.com. You can reach us at our social medias, The Weekly DLC, um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we have a group on Facebook. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Please like and subscribe us. Uh, leave us a review. It'd be Even if, if it's just like a quick thing, we, it does it goes a long way to showing, giving us like metrics to see like how we're doing. Like That would be appreciated. Um, do you guys have any final? No. I mean, we make our, our ending sound very professional, but I mean, you guys just let us know if you have anything that, that, that you had similar experiences to us, or if you want to let us know how, how you guys grew up, you know, and 
and and how you guys got into gaming possibly just let us know put us yeah. and we might mention you in our following podcast we're cooking something up this mm. in july so yeah, stay, tuned. stay tuned i'm excited we'll refine the details and never say anything about it <laughs> well, yeah we'll provide it <laughs> until then we will dlc you later